<laughs> Scooby. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 69, November 12, 2017, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today's episode, I've been waiting to get this one going for a long time. John C. O. Simon, A.K. Scooby Snacks, J.P. Dern, Green Thumb. This one has definitely been a long time coming trying to get John C.O. on for a long time, all the way back from the beginning when Far North Tokers thought about going mobile. Got that going on. Missed out the first time around. Finally snagged him up with the help of JP. Luckily, JP wants to get on the show and happens to be roommates with John. Two Far North Tokers snagged him on show. It makes for a long show, though, folks. First half of the show, standard Far North Tokers material like you're expecting. But, since we're Far North Tokers sessions, after that first hour's down, we kind of get off, get a little off topic. It might be a little bit coast to coast, talking about heart, heart attack, guns, genetics, where things are coming from. Did we get into ghosts? I don't think we got into ghosts, but today's intro inspired by Doughboy Harry Larry. Harry Larry. Not looking that up. Nothing. Just thinking maybe I don't know what it was. Larry OG, I think I've heard of before. So I've kind of been rotating it in and out. Great, good weed. Doughboy says. Hey. What do you think of that? That's good, you know, just rotate it in. I haven't really given it a fair shot as far as all on its own. Check it out. It tells me the story behind it. California. Old man. He's going down, old man grower. He just wants to make sure his proud strain is appreciated by someone. Gets it to someone in contact with Doughboy. This strain lives on. Harry Larry. In a complete legal market where nothing is being grown by anyone else, like in some states, Washington is hard to grow. You're going to lose these awesome strains. Here's to old man Larry. Great bud, by the way. Good high. Far North Tokers sessions. This is one that, uh, long time coming. Sitting here with JP Durham. Durham? Yeah, buddy. Durham? Durham. Durham. John C.O. Simon. Yo, what's up, what's up? Oh, wow. This goes back to the very first uh, guest I wanted to have John on as the very first guest on the show. It's been a long time. Um, almost two years coming. Yes. I remember uh, getting in touch with you, saying, get together. I remember you had some Star Wars weed. I don't know what it was. Jedi Something. cookies. Yes. That was, yes. That was, uh, the, uh, that was the Girl Scout cookies uh, crossed with... Uh, Jedi cookies, Girl Scout cookies. What the hell did we cross? Jedi cookies was... Definitely some Star Wars. That's the thing that hooked me. I was like, all right, I had to go check this out. Skywalker, that's what the fuck it was. <laughs> Skywalker OG or something? Yes, yes, it was the Skywalker OG crossed with Girl Scout cookies, and I called it Jedi cookies. 
Um, I had it out for a little while. I gave a few seeds to Seattle Tyler, who took some down to actually down to Washington. And uh, he grew it, and he came back up for the Cannabis Cup, and we were all in Anchorage, and he brought a bag of it that he... He must have found a pretty good pheno because it was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot better than, than mine. It was a little jello. Yeah, and something just fell through, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it was it was um it was a cold night, I remember it was snow or something and something just fell through and I, I remember then hooking up with Frank the next day or something and we were doing our first mobile edition and then finally getting this going and then this is happening because JP contacts me through I think I was connecting up with Patrick and we were talking about the local industry and Patrick was Patrick Limoges slamming on different things and bringing yeah, things yeah, up and yeah. JP contacts me and says you know what I get the best weed that uh, in retail no black market anything whatever you got so I'm like oh shit I'm gonna be on your show I'm like well alright that sounds fucking great um, so last night what I was saying I was talking to Yeti and like so telling him that story and oh, he's yeah. like yeah he's pretty good yeah he's pretty good he's got a clementine he said you got a clementine that was that's really nice yeah man that's one of my favorites that's that big one in the back there too ah nice hell yeah she's a, she's a big girl yeah she's one of my favorites man like straight orange peel straight orange peel straight the fuck up so we're sitting here we've we hit the blunt earlier we've got um they're teaching me how to dab right <laughs> Yeah, so what we got going on is uh, I got some sauce. I got the Bowser sauce. Uh, it's pretty seems to be pretty popular right now in Fairbanks. Um, the Bowser 24 and 29. I believe Green Life has, I want to say Fino 20 or 22 maybe? Mark, you can uh, correct me on that. <laughs> but I believe uh, they have one of the Finos of Bowser as well, which is actually, uh, I, like the, I like the Bowser. This bad boy up. So what? Um, just as we're sitting here doing dabs, I uh, maybe two years ago even heard about a dab, and then the first time I saw it, I saw it in one of these cases. A friend down in Washington had one. I'm like, what the fuck is that? We're gonna smoke <laughs> that? And I'm used to just hitting flour, you know, for 20 years. But this, there's predictions that this is gonna completely replace flour. Yeah, man, it is the future for sure. You really think? You think it's going to completely... I don't know if it'll replace it, honestly. I don't think so at all, no, because I, I honestly, you know, I dab a lot, and I still love my herbs, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are on the same page, you know? And, uh, shit, I think, I think there's, a lot of, there's a lot of quality to both. There's a lot of pros and cons to both, you know? Not a lot of cons at all, actually. There's a lot of pros to both. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, fucking shit. You gotta love both, man. They're the best of both worlds. I don't think it'll ever replace it, you know. The biggest con for me so far is just bit the extra tool, the big torch that you need. Yeah, yeah. It's scary to me yeah, to have to have that sitting around all the time. It's a little excess. Space. It's a little excess. Yeah, they they make little like like <coughs> for you can get his dad his 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 email. You know, they, they make the emails and they got the little pens to make it easier and not as fucking like. You know, heating up the torch, looking like... Is, know, the, people, is like, using a pen going to be the same do? as something like this? Uh, not really. I mean, you, can, you, can, you can't really get as much of a good hit. You can't get a fat dab yeah. you know, like on, on, on a rig. On a rig, you can 
load up. You can do Eat a that fan torch if you want. Shit. Oh, right. You can do whatever, but you can only load what you can only smoke what you load in that little the burner in the pen, you know. Here, we'll try this RT. Like, you, that's pretty good for most people, I guess, anyway. And then you you get your bigger tools, right? But, yeah. It's good for the on the fly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dad, to get you started, flour to sure. keep you going. Sticky, sticky. So JP, in talking to you, you seem like uh, you've worked in many places in yeah, Fairbanks in yeah. the legal industry so far. No doubt. I'm yeah, surprised you keep around. on keep on dropping <laughs> names of business. I'm like, damn, there too, there too. Yeah, yeah. Man, Hasn't I've even been, been that long. Yeah, I started, you know, uh, almost a year ago now. I, in December and so next month it'll be a year and about the same time I actually started growing too um, it all kind of came at one time just like boom 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 it was like I don't know it was like calling like it was meant to be almost but uh, so yeah I started trimming uh, and you know we doing that we were, we were at a bunch of big places like Tamron uh, Company and ACC and so you saw the first round coming yeah, out yeah back yeah. in December that that was Good Sense was open, and Pacololo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Frozen Buds, uh, sparsely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I, we were trimming up, like, the, the first batches of, like, Agent Orange and Cinderella. And the Jack wacky, Attack? The Jack Attack, yeah. The wacky Tacky. And, oh, man. Yeah. So you were, were you doing the pre-rolls, too, then? Um, yeah, we were doing the pre-rolls. Yeah, I got to use that future roll. It's a little badass machine. If you yeah, they had some nice pre-rolls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like uh, I like a lot of the, uh, so some people. You know, they, I haven't smoked that one of the, any of their pre rolls. I have tried some of their bud, like their their chem dog and their Cinderella mm-hmm. and stuff. The chem dog I really like, especially. Uh, that was my first legal weed purchase. Yeah, the chem dog. Yeah, nice, I nice. had to. I mean, I'm working there, yeah. good sense, and selling it. I'm like, I still want to buy it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, those guys, Sam and Joe Hatch, man, they're the shit. They definitely know what they're doing, man. Those guys are those guys are dope. Coolest people that I met in the industry, for sure, for sure. And then you, you, shit, the Yeti, that's my dude, though, man. He, he showed me everything I know, like, any questions, you know, when I started growing. Uh, I asked him and my buddy Chris, too, a couple other a couple other people, but it made sense. He, he, he's a knowledgeable fellow. It is. Anytime you hear the Hatchie Brothers' names come up, oh, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're coming out of Washington, or Oregon? Uh, Oregon, Washington. I'm not sure. I don't know. One of those. They, recall, yeah. they were working, I uh, believe, at Fat Panda. Fat Panda, yeah. that's Hell, what's yeah. up. Yeah, I heard about that. And yeah. some, you know, I guess maybe things weren't going. Who knows what reason they left? Mm-hmm. Whatever reason they left, they thought they could do something better up here. Sure, yeah, they and, did, and they're doing that for sure. They're yeah, that. they're they're one of the tops oh, in yeah, the state. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely my opinion too. They're one of the best in, that I've seen in the industry, uh, for sure, for sure. And that, that's saying a lot. I mean, yeah. you've been you've seen a yeah, you've I seen, seen I've been a, I've been around I've been around yeah I've seen and how they treat people places. as. Uh, working for them? Um, for, the, for the most part, you know, some some places are good. Uh, some places are, are really ruthless, man. You gotta, you gotta, you, you, you know, you gotta find the, the right spot. And even if you find the right spot, you know, shit, it might not be the right spot. Because I was in a situation where I was, I thought I was in the right spot and then, they just pulled the door out right from under me, man. Uh, that shit can happen to any of us, any, any anybody at any time. I'm, you know, I, I, I didn't bullshit with the plants, you know, I was a good grower. I was on time early every day, you know. There's no reason, you know. But uh, shit, man. If you're if you're looking to get a job in the industry, it's gonna be a little tough unless you know somebody inside on it. And uh, honestly, even at that, it, you know, 
you got to have more than you know. You got to have a lot of credentials and a lot of skills because people people often overlook quality, for sure. Especially in the industry, people you know because I I know my worth. I know I know you know I know I know how to grow. You know I'm in the books. That's what it's all about. Knowledge, you know, fulfilling, you know, getting more and more learning. That's what it never ends either. Never ends. There's always people out there thinking they got the best equation, the best formula, this and that. Dude, it never ends, man. There's, and it's tough to prove yourself. I mean, if you don't know someone, they're not going to trust you with yeah, their for sure. exactly. thousands and thousands exactly. of dollars yeah. of stuff. It's a lucrative business. There's lots and lots of money into it. You know, I, I totally understand that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah, like I said, it's tough unless you know somebody. It's tough to get in. So let's go back to 2014, Ballot Measure 2. What were you doing then? Shoot, man, I was not even thinking about really, like, smoking. I was, I, I mean, growing, but I was I was barely smoking at the time then, honestly. Uh, my daughter, she was, I, she was born, she was, like, two years old at the time, and, you know, I, I, was, I was really focused on that at the time, and... Uh, yeah, my whole relationship and all that at the time, that's that's kind of was my, my focus. I wasn't really on this whole growing thing, you know, and then things went different ways. And then another year goes yeah, by, 2015, matured, first know. licenses come out. Yeah. And so you started working December, trimming right on, maybe not, I guess not Tan Arbor Company's first crop, but their second crop. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of their second or their third crops. It was cool. And they, they were cool, man, like, like, uh, they didn't have, uh, they didn't, they couldn't give us their weed legally, you know, they legally, they wanted to hook us up, they oh, couldn't yeah. give us their weed. So they went and bought some, some of their weed from the stores and hooked us up with that. That's that nice. Yeah, that was cool. And actually, it wasn't even, it wasn't even there for weed, unfortunately. I wanted to try it too so bad that I was trimming up like God's gift and stuff, but, and all this good stuff, but they, they ended up, they, all their weed was sold out that they, where they went to, they couldn't find it, so... Yeah. Were you working for THC then, or were you working for no, Big no, Leaf? No, I was working for Big Leaf at the time, yeah, trimming, and uh, yeah, I, I bounced around a lot there, we, you know, we, we were, they're based out of ACC, and uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's some cool people there, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, like so said, trimming wasn't for you, you decided to bounce around somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, after that, you know, I kind of, I kind of left, uh, you know, I just, I left Big Leaf, you know. It wasn't really for me, and uh, so I, I, then I started growing out Alaskan Blooms, uh, and yeah, that, that was pretty cool. That was that was cool. You know, I I, I got to be around a lot of cool plants and, and see City live beds, right? Grow. Yeah, live beds. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, it was real stinky, <laughs> but it was nice, man. You know, but uh, they've got a really nice facility. They're one of the, the monsters of yeah, Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Life. Hell yeah, yeah, and I was helping them put up the uh, shout out to Greenlight. Yeah. <laughs> so like Hell yeah, I, I work for for at uh, Green Thumb Garden Center too. It's nice. Like, yeah, they 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 run Greenlight. They're they're cool people. So definitely go down to Green Thumb and check out JP. Yeah, for definitely. sure, man. I'll, I'll get you set up with the right nutrients and all that good shit. Shit come through. So then you just left the legal market to Green uh, Thumb then? No, 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 actually, no. I, uh, You're still working there? From there, I went to Alaskan Blooms, and then after Alaskan Blooms, uh, I, I bounced out of there, and uh, 
I was floating for a little bit looking for employment. Then I started trimming for cannabis trimming services with uh, Zach Kraft, and uh, that was that was going pretty good. That was that was legit. And then uh, just keeping busy. Yeah, keeping busy, man. Staying busy. But then, uh, yeah, man, shit went south. Fucking heck, you, you know, you gotta, you got you gotta stay afloat. So I, uh, yeah, I went, I went to. That's what brought me to grief. That's where I'm at now. Just they not busy. is uh, CTS not doing. Um, Jermaine Moore, they just kind of. So you know, it's funny, man. Uh, fuck, man. We we were trimming, we we're trimming. I'm in the room trimming. Trip, sip, 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 sip. Radio's blasting, and fucking. All of a sudden, dude comes in. All right, sorry guys, pack everything up. Pack everything up. I'll tell you guys later. So we're packing everything up, getting it loaded out to the trailer. Like, yo, they caught me smoking, man. They caught us smoking out in front. Like in front, they caught him smoking in front of the facility. When we have a designated smoking area behind the facility where, where the, we were legally allowed to smoke, where they told us this is where, you know? And, uh, yeah, man, it's like, how could you do? Just throwing, one of the, uh, throwing the, rocks out of glass. The house. managers of your crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost one of bad. the supervisors, yeah, it was all bad, man. So, shit, really dropped the ball for us. Yeah, it yeah. affects the whole crew, Fuck, not just yeah, the man, one. We all, we all fucking felt that. It was all bad. But, uh, yeah, man, you just got to stay busy, stay busy. So, yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. I bounced over the green thumb and shit. Got the green thumb just sticking around it, you know, shit. I, I don't got to be in the industry to fucking be, being, be relevant. But being tied in with uh, green life a little bit, get your way back yeah, in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. But I don't know. There's a lot of stresses involved in it, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... With growing weed, that, that like a lot of people jump into it, money, money, money. You know, we're looking for investors. That, that um, that's not my style. I'm not with the shit. I'm not about the. I'm not about the money. I'm about the culture of the plant. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I can produce quality, and if my my shit that I put on the table, everybody's reaching at that day. My mm-hmm. shit's gone before I can even put it down. Kind of like THC. They got like they their seeds are. They got shit that they. I I remember see, reading that they had. Shit sold before as they were planting them. Like the seeds oh, are yeah. popped. The shit's already sold. Nice. The, the seeds are popping right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that fucking level. You know what I'm saying? I know my shit's quality, and you know, can't nobody tell me nothing. I know my worth, and shit. It's all about fucking. It's all about you know shit. There's there's gonna be people that are there's gonna be a lot of people that doubt you, and there's gonna be a lot of people that there's gonna be a lot of people that fucking you know motivate you, try to push you up, but. You know, you just gotta, you know, be one. You know, I'm I'm all about the energy for the plants. I believe in energy, you know, utmost and foremost. You know, it's not about just putting, you know, a plant in dirt and just letting it go. You know, it's about, you know, it's about your energy. It's more. It's a lot more to it. You know, shit, and, and that shit bounces back. You know, you give them love and they give it back times ten. You know, and I'm all about the culture. You know, I'm not about the money. You know, I, the money comes. The money comes. That's a that's a that's a given, you know. It's, but if you focus on that quality first and foremost, quality is key. So it seems like you're going to be heading into the legal market here soon. Let's pause there and catch yeah, John yeah. up here yeah, to sure, what's going on. Let's sure. go back to 2014 with John. Ballot measure two. Okay. What's going on with you then? It gets legalized. Every, everyone votes. Holy shit. 
It's going to be a legal market here in Alaska. What's going on with John? Man, I remember being at my homie's house. Uh, we were watching the news when we saw the votes and the percentages. At the time, I was working, uh, I believe, at a company called ILS for Mason Evans from no Grass, yeah, Grass 49. I know him and his, you know, his dad and stuff. They, they, were, they were employing me. They're good people. At the time, I had taken a job for where I'm currently at now. And they were like, hey, how would you like a, uh, you know, a permanent position rather than waiting and stuff. So they bought me out of a contract and now I'm working there. But as far as legal market goes, I believe we've, uh, we've, we've hit, we've hit the, the, the end at the moment for when we tried the two locations. Uh, we had a bit of zoning issues. One was about... Well, let's talk about that. I mean... Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, what, now, I, I was kind of curious. Is, uh, was that for Unlimited or is that li- was that Limited? That was any. Any? So the reason we we went looking at a place that John's got, John's got a location over uh, what the other side of Phillips yeah. Field Road, kind yeah. of down by the ice park, pretty much. And uh, went out there, and the reason it's a church, yep, too close to a church, too uh, close. What was it forty feet? Yeah, it wasn't far. Yeah, my God. And you know, at that time, Lance Roberts was out there marking them all. Yeah, he was. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So. For that property, you are out of luck unless the church leaves. Yeah, my church has been there a while. So that's where I'm standing at now. Right now, I'm back, w- just working through uh, Peterbilt and saving my money, saving all my ducats, so I can try. And uh, we, I believe, we scouted out some G1 zoning areas. So, yeah, I mean, it's a slow process for me. Starting, it's all about saving that money first. You got to have them ducats. <laughs> Do. But uh, yeah, once we get that taken care of, I, I plan on rolling into it. Uh, limited, <coughs> lim- starting off with limited, and then possibly expanding if the area allows it. So we'll see. What yeah, goes it's on. easy to expand. But and- uh, I started to get into cannabis uh, myself when I was when I was about twelve years old. No lie, unfortunately, when it was still illegal, um, I was in California, and uh, me and my cousin were. Uh, working with my uncle one day, we went along with them for a moving, and they were they were smoking. We smoked a bowl. It was my first time ever, and then I actually got into it. Got into it. Got into it when I was fourteen. California had a lot of bad influences, but I had a lot of good times. Um, uh, we were smoking joints and stuff like that. You know, we never saw it as a gateway drug. We never. I've never saw it as something that they were trying to portray it as i guess you could say like uh i mean they would it was like you were holding a loaded gun to your mouth is what they were trying to make it like but uh um it was just all good times i I did a lot of skateboarding just growing up and then when i turned uh when i turned 14 i met my first serious girlfriend uh chastity and she was going through some bad times, and I she started to, to run away and and be with me and stuff. Well, anyway, it turned out that my, because my dad was military and my my mom and stuff, and uh, I love them. Uh, they uh, they did not approve of the cannabis, and there was actually a point in time where I was kicked out uh, in Hawaii. Uh, I was 17, going on 18 at the moment. Um, me and my girlfriend lived on the beach in uh, in uh, Waianae, um, and this this girl found us. It's a good place to be homeless. Yeah, that's what I that's what I always said. You know, if you're gonna be homeless, <laughs> might as well be Hawaii. <laughs> so uh, 
this girl found she put us in a shelter and from there I started to meet a bunch of the locals there and the locals some of the boys there I mean they were there because their families always had hard times and stuff but they still kept in touch well a couple of the boys' dads grew cannabis and I just so happened to be lucky to be so young and meet these older guys that are like 45, 50 years old, been growing in Hawaii in the straight soil for a long time. You know, shout out to William Tavares, uh, Uncle Howard and David Kim, what's up? Yeah, I learned I learned, learned, I learned a lot. I learned the Pakalolo from them, man. That, that's the uncles right there. <laughs> um, but then I, I started to move around. I started uh, to venture out and actually go to cannabis events. That's where I met Jonah from Dab Stars. I met him. I've ran into him so many times that it's like every time we can see each other now, we can uh, say, what's up? What up, Jonah? <laughs> um, Scooby. Uh, and yeah, man, I just, I ventured out there and then eventually I made a name for myself. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Marcy. She She's the one who really, really, really put me on the map here in Fairbanks with their Buzz, the Buzz magazine. That was a big thing. Slow down, you move too fast. Have you heard the Buzz? Mini magazine for 21 years and older that focuses on Alaska marijuana art and entertainment. From local cannabis reviews, policy concerns, and recipes. Also, coloring contest. Find your next issue at AK Dab Lab, River City Espresso, Spittin' Ink, Bad Mother Vintage, Body Piercing Unlimited. More locations to come. This magazine promotes Ganja and the Golden Heart. You're missing Link and staying lifted with the buzz. Have you heard the buzz? I, I did hear that there was some places out there that did not agree with uh, stocking her magazine as long as my I was in it. Uh, I'm not going to say no names personally. <laughs> I got in trouble with that one too. Yeah? Yeah, uh, I, was, I was trying to do a little investigating into why her magazine wasn't being put out there. And, uh, <laughs> I got yeah. hammered down pretty hard by the place. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I mean, it, it, it's, like, it's, shit, it's cool. I'm a reporter. Uh, it's all it's it's all love from my side, but um, so I I just get along with everybody, man. And but I look, I'm trying my hardest to get them to the legal side so I can help the state. I would love to give them enough tax money and stuff to where they can fucking put street lights from Fairbanks to North Pole all the way. <laughs> I mean, it's dark like seven months out of the year, and there is no damn street lights on the freeway. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, the, but uh, hopefully we're expanding. I noticed that you know they're bringing in the house in the F thirty five, so it's going to bring in like thirty five hundred new soldiers, which means it's going to bring in more families, which means it's going to be in more military wives who are supporting of the cannabis, who are going to go and venture out and see these dispensaries, which is all that's what's up, because that's that's honestly uh, what the state needs is tax money. As long as they're doing something with it, what I really wish the state would do is become more transparent with their funds so we know exactly where this cannabis spending is going no i'd agree with you there they i mean they can they can General say fund. construction you know they can say whatever but what what else is it going to i believe we it's like millions of dollars in revenue and stuff and uh what are we doing yeah let's see what it did let's see what cannabis did for us well i'm all for it then I pass it around, let me know I got the work 
The stuff I like to smoke when I irk and jerk. Put that kush up in the air. Throw your head back and scream, oh yeah, cause I am Afro Man. Did you want to talk about Scooby? Okay, so Scooby. Okay, that, that, once again, I believe that. Most of that shout-out belongs to Marcy as well. Um, Scooby started out here in Alaska. Um, I just, I was just, you know, I had, I, when things became legal, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to step it up to the next level. My, my cultivation's name was going to be AK Scooby Snacks. And I stuck with that hard. Um, I made... Stickers. I made baggies, and I made shirts. Um, uh, Tony Yeti's brother, shout out, um, is actually making hoodies and shirts for me right now. I'm waiting for a batch of them to come in. I'm gonna sell. So actually, what I'm doing right now, until I become uh, a regulated market, legal market, I'm gonna transform AK Scooby Snacks into a clothing line. We're gonna get our inspiration from cannabis that is like. As it's growing, we're going to take some fucking delicious pictures, and that's what, it, like, it's not going to be a certain logo or anything. It's just going to be, like, you're going to get a shirt, and it's going to have, like, a nug that looks, like, hella trikey all, all over and stuff, you know? It's going to be, a, you know, so I'm going to do a little bit of a clothing line for now until I become legal, because I do want the Scooby Snacks name to stay out there. Yeah. As Hannah Barbera did uh, let me know that... Personally? Yes. Uh, Scoobert... Scoobert Doo is what was uh, is what Scooby Doo's name is. It's not. It has nothing to do with Scooby. Scooby is just what the nineteen seventies, eighties kids came up with. Oh wow! Did they actually call him Scoobert on uh, in the show? Yeah. No, I don't know. I've never watched an old that on old one. Um, I don't think I ever seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was just the gang. Scooby, where you at? Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we'll be taking a look at the origins of Scooby-Doo. This series was created by the American animation company Hanna-Barbera, and was introduced to generations of children on September 8, 1969 as Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Prior to its debut, the show was pitched as a humorless and scary cartoon filled with terrifying haunted houses and monsters. What is even more surprising is that the star canine was presented as a mere supporting character. Of course, this concept was deemed too frightening for young children. Under pressure from parent-run media watchdogs, it was reworked by the head of the CBS Children's Television Division. The revised show placed a greater focus on the dog companion, who starred as an easily frightened and always hungry Great Dane called Scoobert, or Scooby for short. This name originated from the famous Frank Sinatra album Strangers in the Night, and more specifically from the musical phrase Dooby Dooby Doo. Well, gang, I guess that wraps up the mystery. Okay, so I made a post recently about the uh, about being contacted by a certain agency <laughs> who gave me a, a pat on the back, basically. And what, okay, so how Was that, it a pat on the back or yeah. a slap on the wrist? Uh, uh, okay, so here's how it all happened. Um, I am sponsoring an event right now that is coming to, that's going to bring an artist to perform in Fairbanks. And as part of my sponsor, I my logo was going to be on flyers, it was going to be on commercials, um, basically it was going to be everywhere where the, the promotional items were going to be. Well. The the gentleman who was running this the main ring uh, got contacted uh, 
and they was like, hey, you can't have Scooby Snacks' logo all over these promotional items over here because he is a unregulated dis- distributor or whatever. Basically, you know, he's a drug dealer. But they they were like, you know, yeah, yeah, so, you know, you just can't have your stuff out here, you know. And he, he you know, he tried to back me up as much as he can, which I appreciate. Shout out. Um, but uh, it basically turned out that they, they, right before the conversation ended, they were like... Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you just can't have the promotional items out here with his logo. But you should really let him know he should go legal because we hear he's got really good stuff. Oh, great. Yeah, oh, so... that's beautiful. So that's... Uh, <laughs> so I see that as a, as a hint as well, a pat on the back, a slap on the wrist, both at the same time to me. And they know you're there. Yeah, so you know I, I do hope they know that I am trying to do the right thing. I'm just slow roll, just waiting, not, not doing much but i'm trying to come and share the money <laughs> that's what it's all about man that's what it's about you know as long as the state gets their cut there it's all fine and dandy so light it up pass it around when you need some more i'll be around be around i'll be around be around i'll be around be around i'll be around got down there jp this is a tincture from uh christina conception nice shout out yeah yeah she makes this shit man this shit is nice and i'll let you try some you just gotta hold it under your you 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 just let it fall under your tongue and hold it there yeah hold it there (laughs) heavy alcohol it's uh it's not too heavy it's 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 a little heavy (laughs) like everclear it's it's extracted with everclear yeah Instantly, instantly. Like sometimes I'll have you know a little back pain occasionally. It, yeah, yeah, you feel that burn. As soon as it's gone, though, it's like any. If you have any aches or pains, bro, this shit helps you really good. Woo! Christina Concepcion, huh? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Three cheers for that. Hell yeah, yeah. Fire. I'll drink to that. I'm going to take the time here to give a personal thank you to Christina Concepcion. That green dragon tincture, mmm, that was really nice. Nice to get a sample of that. Go check out what she does. Cannabis love apparel. Custom orders, blankets, scarves, crochet. She's got these cannabis jar cozies that are really cool. All cannabis, all custom order, whatever you want, she'll do. Leggings, coat hood drapes. Man, these got these uh, hooded scarves that look kind of cool with pot leaf on the end. And go check her out. Christina Concepcion, Cannabis Love Apparel. Also, blessings and gifts. Ben Local. Support local everything, right? Thank you. Mm, that's what I love about the Fairbanks Canon Network. I see so many people, I've never met in real life, but I, I watch their growth of the yeah, grower yeah, and yeah. I watch them doing all kinds of stuff. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's dope, man. It's a, it's a real close knit community. It's like a family. You know, it's, it's really it's dope. I like it a lot. Let's describe that tincture that just happened because that's that is still um, yeah it's strong it's strong yeah like like yeah it's like that over that first like initial alcohol and then it's got like a, a fun, it, it definitely nothing. tastes a leaf leaf is it minty or is it it's, stimulating I don't know what I didn't that taste is right any there. any I cannabis like, yeah I didn't taste no cannabis you can at taste all like the leaf mat you can taste like uh, a, a plant almost like tea almost like tea 
you know? And you, it, imagine it was like just burning the underside of me. Yeah. Just wait, yeah. I'm like, is this going to disappear? Yeah. Or when am I allowed to, to swallow? No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, under your tongue, you know, it goes straight. That's where all your, it, uh, your blood receptors are. It's so oh. it goes straight, you know, it's most effective there. So what is, um, is there even an NG to that? Um, I'm not sure. I just know yeah. this, this is a two-ounce bottle. Uh, it know. works. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, just get First time. Yes. Yeah, get in touch with her if you want something. It's definitely good shit. Nice. What, how, what else can you, you do with that? Can you put it in a drink or anything uh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, you can put it in a drink. You can fucking put it in, like, you can rub it on your skin, she said. Yeah, there's different ways you can use it as, like, topical formula. Like, there's so many different oh, ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything, drinking, anything, yeah. right? Just dropping any kind of soda. Yeah, it's anything. Cool. This is just, like, a pure tincture concentrate. Uh, I think she said it was dragon's breath is what they call it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. For something, doesn't sound right. Yeah. But it does sound right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. From Leafly, Cannabis Tinctures 101. What are they, how to make them, and how to use them? June 16th, 2016. What is a cannabis tincture? Cannabis tinctures, also known as green or golden dragon, are alcohol-based cannabis extracts. Essentially, infused alcohol. In fact, tinctures were the main form of cannabis medicine until the United States enacted cannabis prohibition. With a name like Green Dragon, you might think cannabis tinctures are not for the faint of heart, but they're actually a great entry point for both recreational and medical users looking to ease into smokeless consumption methods. How to dose and use cannabis tinctures. Tincture dosages are easy to self-titrate or measure. Start with one milliliter of your finished tincture and put it under your tongue. If you're happy with the effects, you're done. Otherwise, try two milliliters the next day and so on until you find the volume you're happy with. Ramp up slowly while testing your desired dosage so you can avoid getting uncomfortably high. According to the Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook, tinctures will last for many years when stored in a cool, dark location. When combined with easy self-titration, the long shelf life means you can make larger quantities of tinctures at once and have a convenient, accurate way to ingest cannabis. Compared to the traditional cannabis-infused brownie, tinctures are a low-calorie alternative. If you make tincture with 190 proof alcohol, you're looking at about 7 calories per milliliter. Unless you have an extremely weak tincture, you'll easily stay under your typical brownies 112 calorie count. Let's face it, your brownies are probably far more caloric, caloric than that. Tinctures can be incorporated after cooking in all sorts of meals and drinks. Juices, ice creams, sorbets, soups, gelatin, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Mmm salad dressing, I'm guessing mayonnaise. I recently added some cannabis tincture to my homemade chicken tikka marsala for a delicious infused dinner. How to make cannabis tinctures. If you don't have a full featured kitchen or just prefer simple mess-free preparation techniques, cannabis tinctures are a great do-it-yourself project. At a minimum, you can make a tincture with a jar, alcohol, strainer, and cannabis products. That's all you need. Depending on your available time, equipment, and risk tolerance, you'll prefer some recipes over others. All the below recipes have been tried by yours truly and have been confirmed to work. Pick whichever one seems most convenient to you. Traditional Green Dragon Tincture Recipe If you've heard about Green Dragon before reading this article, this is probably the recipe you're most familiar with. Decarboxylate your flour or extract. If you're using flour, grind it to a fine consistency. Number two. Mix your flour or extract in a mason jar with high-proof alcohol, preferably Everclear. 3. Close the jar. Let it sit for a few weeks, shaking it once a day. 4. 
After a few weeks, filter it with a coffee filter and start with a small dose of one milliliter to assess potency. That is definitely on the list of to do. Master Wu's Green Dragon Tincture Recipe. This guide was first published in 2006 on Cannabis.com and is one of the most comprehensive tincture recipes available online. With detailed instructions and excellent tips and tricks, Master Wu's recipe differs from the traditional method in that it uses heat to speed up the extraction and concentration process. Unlike the traditional method, you'll be finished with this recipe in an evening. Below, you'll find an abridged summary of the technique. Number one, decarboxylate your flour extract. If you're using flour, grind it to a fine consistency. Number two, mix your flour extract in a mason jar with high-proof alcohol, preferably Everclear. Three, simmer the jar in a water bath for 20 minutes at 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Four, strain the mixture and store. Nice. Looks great. All right. Frequently asked questions, cannabis tincture. How do I take it? Tinctures are usually taken by putting a few drops under your tongue. When taken this way, the arterial blood supply under tongue rapidly absorbs the THC. That being said, you can always swallow the tincture in a drink or food, but it will be absorbed slower by your liver. How fast is the onset? When dosing a tincture sublingually, expect to feel the effects in 15 to 45 minutes and reach your peak high at about 90 minutes. If you simply drink the dose, expect a slower onset that more closely resembles traditional edibles. How long will I feel the effects of cannabis tincture? Expect to be high longer than you would if you smoke or vaporize, but shorter than you would if you eat butter or oil-based edible. Any more questions? Leafly is always available. Your dash and stash. Stash and dash. Stash and dash. You know, I don't even know the real... Uh, I saw that twice. Do you want to do two? No, fuck. I did do a lot of them. Oh, I've only seen two. Yeah, so I do it on Facebook. There's Facebook I do them on. There's Snapchat I do them on. I don't know how to follow Snapchat. Yeah. I, I've got you on there, but I don't know how to use it right Yeah, see, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, don't don't have other social medias and stuff, so I try, I try to put it every, every yeah. now and then. It's just an opportunity. No, uh, it's fun. Uh, I do know... That I I originally learned it from uh, a couple of Cali guys who do stash dash. Their stash dash shows a lot more better than mine. I'm talking these guys throw like <clears throat> pipes, shirts, f- like five or six different grams of dabs and stuff, of different flavors and everything. I don't know what, what exactly they where they're working at or what, but they got a thing going. They they'll stash it. Put it in a tree or something. Nice. You know, people get it. And that's where I learned that from. It's, it's just it's it's a game. It's fun. No, it is fun. What happened with that? Um, with the uh, movie Geocaching. theater. You did that movie theater, and I was like, no, don't do it there. Okay, yeah. So okay, so I did do the movie theater, and actually, uh, the movie theater must have not lasted long because Dallas Crumb was pretty much right behind me, and by the time he he got there, he said it was already gone. Awesome. So when I when I posted the video and stuff, his comment in that video before I deleted the video or something, I think was like four or five minutes later. It was like it's gone already. So uh, when I did go there, there was there was no kids there or anything. That's good. Uh, there was just the employees. I think possibly one of the employees found it. Uh, they just were like, I don't even know if they knew what it was at first, but. Uh, 
I mean, you can kind of tell it is Dabs. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is. Yeah, what is this? You're just going to... Fucking I think trash. You would, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah. But, uh, if you know what it is, you're going to put it in your pocket. So, I did get a bunch of advice and stuff from comments I've seen in the video, so I, I will be more controlling with that. Um, you know, I, I take every... Uh, every... Whatever you want to call it as suggestions, yeah, or, suggestions. or maybe just like hold criticism. Up. I yeah, think criticism good. is positive, you know. Well, I think you do. So uh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, you can always change. No right, but yeah, it's hard to please everybody. You were caught up in the. You were. Oh, I can't imagine trying to please everybody. And Fuck. you're so out there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just is, having fun. Yep, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Is just having fun. As you're walking, when I was watching it. it it didn't look like you were gonna put it there. It didn't look it just like okay, I'm getting ready to go into the bathroom and oh, I'll just make it good for both. So yeah, female there, and that's male. why I didn't. I and didn't it just go ended up your brain yeah. just went okay, right here. Yeah, because I was like, uh, I was like, well, damn, I can't go into the male's bathroom because then that leaves all the female. No, I, I, I felt it. it, and I was like, well, I normally I can't go into female's bathroom. So I was just like, uh, right in the middle, boom. I should, what I should have did, because the viewers on the, on the video would have saw it and not just any random person, mm -hmm. is I need to actually hide it, hide it. Yeah, like put it behind a standee or something. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm going to start focusing on more, is actually hiding it, hiding it. Uh, another thing, that I, like... Uh, people, I mean, like I've seen two, yeah. and the next day I'm sitting there going, okay, He's put it out at 5 o'clock. Maybe I could be driving around. Big <laughs> buffet around 5 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. You know a lot, a lot of people do shit. try and message me and say, hey, man, do it in my area. Do it over here. Do it over there. And, and It's good. It's good. I mean, you know, I, I do take that all into consideration, but I can't just cater to one person because that's that's part of keeping no, everybody happy. No, it's all random the way you're doing That's it. what keeping everybody happy is. And another thing I do with that whole... Uh, Smoke sesh, lunch. Oh man, the lunch sesh. What, smoke I've seen sesh. three so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is so, that just new, or is that the goal? That's too? new. That's new. I just started that on Monday. I think oh, it man. was. How many people you're meeting? That's awesome. So okay, uh, yeah, what I what, yeah what I do is I I have the when you go to Facebook and you go to the Fairbanks Cannabis Network, you can actually click the members. Uh, go to all the settings and stuff and click mm -hmm. members. You get the list of everyone that's in there. Well, I took that list and I put everyone's name in a hat. Oh, wow. So everyone's odds of winning is like 2,000 to 1. You really have a hat. I do not really have a hat. Okay. I have a digital list. Awesome. So it's, it's I figure it's well, just... Well, how, how, do you, how do you pick from a digital list? Is it like a randomizer? Or uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, look away. And pull, and okay. Pull <laughs> <laughs> Scroll, hit the button, you know? But once, no, I, once, once, once I select everyone's name, it, it, I delete it off that list. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So I can never select somebody twice. Um, and and I, you I don't just even do know these people, do you? No. Have you known... Have you known with three times, I did. I've never met. I don't think I've met Jessica in person, other than today. Uh, that Brian guy, the first winner, I didn't know him. Uh, the second one, I, uh, Joshua, I've known him because I've seen him once before. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, I figure what I'd show up, smoke a bowl with you, and go on about our day. What's, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Has there been any name that you chose? You're like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I, I know. I try not to do that. I believe I, you. You're the. I try you seem to, to be just. Fun, I try to just close my eyes, spin the list, and just point my finger down. Kind of like taking a globe, spinning the globe uh -huh. around, and just sticking your finger down. And be like, oh, I'm gonna go here. 
So, um, so how many days is that going to continue? You just going to keep on doing it? I figure, yeah, I'll just keep on doing it. Why not? As long as I can. I figure, you know, because, I mean, what if I get somebody who who's in pain or something? Or so, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Because well, coming from an actual, when you have to purchase the cannabis, it is, it's hard because you, you work hard for your money. You have to pay rent. You have to pay groceries. You have to take care of your kids, your clothing, your cars, your vehicles. We have crazy winters here. So you have to be able to have extra money to spend to survive in this weather so you don't always have money for the pleasures well I try and help out <laughs> I try and give everyone the equal opportunity and stuff I've actually met with people and stuff uh, there's this girl uh, Tiffany N- Tink shout out she'll probably be listening too because I just told everybody I was going to be on here she used to have 12 seizures a week and she started smoking cannabis not too long ago I, I was the first person to get her into it uh, eventually from what I heard she's having less and less seizures and I don't know if that's to go towards the cannabis or what but she goes to the doctor a lot and stuff but she doesn't take any any crazy meds um, she, she is a heavy heavy smoker though and I believe she's down to like four maybe five seizures a week which I was like, fuck yeah, if it's if if you what you think you're doing is what you're telling me basically is yeah, I just smoke a lot of cannabis. I don't even take my meds and stuff and I'm not not spazzing out all the time and stuff. So I was like Okay, well we focus more on that. You know, if you don't have to take opiates or whatever the doctors try to give you that will fucking be make you become a, right. an addiction to that, then by all means go for it. Like when I started to develop anxiety attacks when I was smoking, <clears throat> I had to figure out what the fuck was going on because that cannot be happening to me. I can't I can't be who I am and having fucking anxiety attacks every time I smoke cannabis. So what was it? Okay, so what I ended up uh, venturing it down to is at the time I was working out, um, there's a supplement, pretty much like a generic hydroxycut that I was taking, and uh, there was this stuff in it called yenzanine or something like that. Some word that's hard to say, but... Um, that was known for sparking panic, random panic attacks and stuff. And it's the only thing I could think about because mm. I stopped smoking marijuana. And eventually, I still had the panic attacks in the middle of the night. And it's the worst feeling ever. I, I would wake up, wake up like, like if I was, like if I had a nightmare or someone was stabbing me. And right before the knife went in, I jumped up and like already the, the room was closing in quick. I couldn't breathe. I would try and walk. I literally would open up the front door, try and get as cold as possible. My body's sweating. I'm heating. My chest is tightening. I'm like, holy shit, what is going on? I'm, I'm panting hard. And uh, it, it, I wasn't even smoking cannabis at the time or anything. So I couldn't I couldn't say that it was something that was developing from, from cannabis, whether it be uh, like not fully flushed or whatever what was going on. So... I started to look into other things that I was doing on the daily, and I started looking into the supplement, and I, I actually Googled hydroxycut and panic attacks. And sure enough, a, <laughs> a big-ass thing came up, and it was a pretty popular thing. That this, uh, so this good it wasn't attached there, to yep. cannabis, then. Yep, so, I mean, you know, just common sense. Bling, I should have known it wasn't attached to cannabis, because I, I, you know, I, I have yet to hear of somebody saying that their symptoms have worsened of cannabis. Right. Yeah. Nope. 
Well, what other, uh, any new contests, any other contests you got into mind? Uh, so, uh, we did, I, so, Keshava won the, uh, I took him to Seattle for the Hemp Fest contest. Um, right, I think the next one I was wanting to do was either to Hawaii, because I would like to go to Hawaii, back to Hawaii, or to London. Wow. Because I'd like to go to London. And actually, I looked at round-trip tickets, and if you get them about a year in advance, they're, uh, they're only like like 1100 bucks for round-trip, which is actually really good, considering yeah. the, the fact that your flights are like 36 hours there and back. Cool. So, it would be cool. It would be cool. I had a friend that went to London, and I actually have a few friends. The London Kush Club, uh, Black the Ripper, he's a rapper out there in London. Shout out. Um, He told me that if I ever make my way out to London, hit him up. And basically, their videos are, they are, like, big. Like, if they were in America, they'd... They wouldn't be exactly the Jungle Boys or anything like that, but but they're big where they're at. And, uh, yeah, they just they look like they always have dank. Hmm. And I would love to go over there and try some of their strains and stuff and, and just see how things are going, and you know, because it's always, it's always good to know. There's another guy, Aaron. Uh, I've, I've talked to Aaron twice now on Instagram. He's, he's on, from Strain Hunters. He, he is currently right now in Africa growing cannabis in Africa, out, outdoors. There's uh, I got a few videos and stuff one day I'll, I can show you. Um, that yeah, he's just he's venturing out to different countries and literally doing what his reputation is. He's strain hunting. He was with Nate, Nate from Strain Hunters. Unfortunately, Nate passed away. Um, but they used to have a show out there called Strain Hunters. And I believe it was on Netflix and stuff. And they would go to other countries and find exotic strains that just growing in the wild. Crossbreeding. Yep, yep. Bring them into America and stuff. And I believe right now the re- most recent strain find that I've heard about is the one that involves THCV, and it was like from Asia or something like that, China. I think they're still finding random strains in the in the out in the wilderness in China or somewhere in the Middle East, or not Middle East, but the East. Um, but that's the last I heard. I heard from him and. Yeah, it's just like everyone's like, yeah, man, if you get to come out this way, hit me up. Uh, and that's how I meet everybody. It's going to be a nice cross-country trip. I go cross-country every couple years and just going and visiting the different states. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. Hit, just hit everybody up. Say, hey, I'm going to be your neighbor. I, I, you'll be, you'll, it's crazy how many people want to meet somebody from Alaska. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, You're from Alaska? It's like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> What are you gonna do different? One of the things I see, the way you're handling yourself now, you're so generous. Yeah. Time, uh, product, yeah. People. How are you? How is your uh, experience gonna be different than what we're seeing now? Uh, I got different methods, I guess. I got a, I got a lot of influences from a lot of good growers, uh, from Jungle Boys down to the the locals that taught me their little secrets and stuff. Um, it's, it's really nothing different. It's just the person, how they carry themselves. 
the product is, you know, the product's always going to be the product. You know, you can grow the top, top product, but there, the top, top has a limit itself right now. Right. And no one knows about it. Yeah. Doesn't know so, where it's at. Don't have a So the only thing I can, I can say that I have scheme. right now is I have connections. If I had a question or anything, I had, I had, I would have somebody in the market down, maybe down in lower 48 that I could reach out to or, or maybe even back in Hawaii. And that's what it's going to be about going to be about is who has the connections to just expand if you can grow more product then you can sell it for cheaper as long as you grow it correctly you want yeah. more, more buds and stem that's for sure <laughs> what do you think about um was it grass station selling stems two bucks a gram and uh trim for that, 17 bucks that. a gram Oh. I saw that. I was like, "What?" I, I mean, honestly, sell it all. Look, yeah, if you're getting taxed for it, sell it all. I guess. But what are you buying for? What are you buying stems? So for? I, stems, I don't necessarily know, but, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I do know that there is probably something out there you can't do with stems now. As far as trim, you know, I've seen it down in the lower 48 in Washington. And everything they sell well, not their, that their 17 trim. grand. So you're oh, on, they're selling no, they sell like ounces of it. No, yeah. more like a hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, for a stem though, wasn't it like two dollars for a gram? I think that's what they said. For the stem, yeah. So that that's fucking for twenty. That's fifty six. That's they want fifty six dollars for an ounce of I guess stems. So. Wow. Yeah. Imagine think about it that, that way. Picture that, everybody. <laughs> oh wow. The legal market. What does a, what an ounce of stems? Does an ounce of stems fill up the same amount a bag fills up? Or is it you, more? It looks like oh, fuck. I don't know. Probably, probably not. Probably. probably I don't know. Are they dry stems? So condensed. Yeah, it, there's so many variations. I feel like we're weighing shrooms now. <laughs> oh, man. But that it gets back to that idea of when the one test governs the flower oh, and the tree. Oh, is that how they? Is that how they can judge? Well, that's yeah. how you can do it. With the joints and everything. Like, you take the one your, test you does the whole plan. In, and your nuts come back, and then that's your test. You run with everything for all that, for that whole batch. The joints for your fucking... It, I, I don't know if it's dabs. I think they, they would have to yeah. be concentrated, tested differently, I, I would think. Yeah. No, uh, afterwards, I guess. concentration, yeah. But not the material make, that yeah, you made right. it out of. But yeah, all that, that number stays the same. It's like, man. See, I'm curious though. What, how, how are the lower 48 doing their, their stuff? Do you know by any chance? What do you mean? Um, like, just, just that same conversation? Yeah. They're yeah. not charging 17 grand for trim. I mean, like you're saying. It's Is, are their taxes lower? Or do they not get taxed for stems? Are they I think they're being very flour? clear about what they're doing in their regs. Because right now, that one test is governing the whole plant. Yeah. And people are doing, was it 50 bucks an ounce for <laughs> flour and 15 an ounce for trim? That's harsh. So people are just paying the whole price for the $50 an ounce for the, uh, the trim, but it's not called trim. It's whatever you call it, whatever it was paid for. Now, if question. you pay for it as flour, it's flour. Okay, so if when, but when you can they, get another test on the trim. So as a cultivator, when they go to weigh your plant, they when you cut it, they weigh it all out. Yep. And they tax you for everything. No, they weigh everything. So what do you, what do you get taxed life, for? For the for the life you get because you gotta you gotta count Fine, all your weight even when you go and pluck okay, so all just these flower. Even when they go in when big leaf, even when they go in big leaf, all that has to be calculated. I, I thought, okay, see, so that was my confusion at first. I thought when, we, when everything first started, everything was going to have, like, 
Like you were gonna have to pay taxes on your your water no. leaves and your stems and all that stuff. No, so it's just the final product that you're putting out the door. I mean, what what would happen? You come and take your scissors, chop, cut. Yeah. It. You weigh it, and you get a wet weight. Yep. Then you let it dry, you trim it, you you get your nugs, and then you say you do a subtraction problem. Yeah. You say that was waste. Fucking a. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I'll tell you what, back in the day I had an experience and the police weigh it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah, Man, they, yeah, they, uh, they, they fucking, okay, so I, I had an incident happen back in the day where there was a home invasion, um, the police ended up showing up eventually, and my mom had a fucking tomato plant growing. I wasn't even growing cannabis or anything at the time, really, I just, was just chilling. And uh, they fucking were like, that's why they're here for it. They're here for this cannabis. And they took it. And they literally came back and tried to say it was cannabis until they got, I don't know what they did with it eventually. But Let we, it make tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't hear about it anymore. But they were, they weighed the dirt. They weighed everything. I was, and I was, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm glad I know now that's how you guys are doing it. So, but yeah, and then that, all that stuff gets ground up and turned in wood chips. Yeah, or, okay, they, dude, I saw it in a magazine. They just fucking throw that shit in a big pile and hit it with a flamethrower. <laughs> Military soldiers, it looked like been dressed down in BDUs and shit out there with flamethrowers and gas masks, shooting it down. Man, they probably fucking lifting masks around. <laughs> I think that's like when they bust gorilla grows and shit. Khaki villain, marijuana selling, West Coast Afro man, slang weed in Europe, Africa, Amsterdam and Japan. If you want the best spot from the West. What are your plans, JP? Just, just, you're not falling away, you're just being patient, just waiting to dive into some stories. Exactly, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, I'm just a connoisseur of myself, you know, I'm just a plant head. Shit, I'm all about the. Shit, growing the trees and being, you know, being around them. This is my, my happiest area. But yeah, man. Uh, shoot, when I started growing, there was uh, this thing my buddy told me. Uh, I'll never forget Chris Jones. He said, uh, he said, hey, there's there's growers' preference. It's GP. And he said, you ever heard of GP? I was like, no. He was like, it's growers' preference. He's like, not everything that. Everything that someone does, you know, everyone has their own way of growing. Uh, and, you know, one thing someone does might not be the thing that you do, but uh, you can't think that it's less or, or more than yours or nothing because, therefore, this this environment that we're in right now, this is, you know, our, my environment for my plants. This environment is, you know, it's controlled, but it's like, it's a... Uh, Everyone has their own formula, you know? It, it, it's all about finding your right equation, you know? There's no wrong way to do it. That You know, it's all about fine-tuning it, finding what works best for you specifically. And there's a lot of things that happen that you wouldn't even necessarily notice. Like, when you come in this room, you might water a certain plant the same. Yeah. Uh, first, all the time. Right, Compared right. to, instead of starting one place. And yeah, like this sad one you see here, this is a thirsty one. She doesn't like this too. Mm -hmm. That one's thirstier than all the other plants. And, uh... Yeah, she, she's a uh, indica, and all indicas plants are more thirsty. And where you put your music, and where you end up sitting, and where, like right now, the way we're facing it. Yeah. 
like we're facing the plants and we're, someone else coming to this space wouldn't use it the same way or that's the Pakistan Valley fish by the way that was a good one yeah man that's my that's the number one this is your most proud yeah for sure hell yeah she's nice What is it again? <laughs> what is it again? Pakistan Valley Kush. Pakistan Valley Kush. It's kind of. I haven't heard the valley part. I've heard Pakistani Kush. Yeah, right. It's a. Yeah, it's a, it's a heirloom strain. If you look it up, it's a land race. It, 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 it's like one of the original strains. One of the originals. You know that people. Oh, the one that like. The race. old people are talking about how it was a. That was the really good <coughs> shit. Or, <coughs> yep, like. A, uh, Afghani is one, and, and, and <coughs> you know, all these true original strains. This is one of the heirloom strains. It's actually this purple one right here that's all sad. She's usually really nice, but she does not like the hydro tube. Pakistan Valley Kush. You were advertising this today as a couch lock. Yeah, man, it is for sure. It's super indica. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just be chilling and I'll smoke all of this at night. Night night. That's a that's a definite quality people look for in herb is yeah, the, for sure. the uh, sleepability of it. Damn, that's I just I have not been a grower until the last couple years of my life and. Yeah. I, I absolutely just I do love it. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah, it never ends. I mean, there's so much there's so much to it. You never the learning never ends. That's what I like the most. And I'm a sloppy grower. Yeah. I That's what people are talking about. to me and like, what? You're not testing the pH? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, oh. Just rock with it, dude. Whatever works for you. you know? That's what I'm saying. People might hate on that if you're not testing the pH, whatever the fuck, you know. You know, it's all about what works for you best. Well, no, but I'm also growing substandard weed. Yeah, yeah. But um, I I really look forward to investing into a. All my stuff is piecemealed all together from people who didn't want it, and it's like, here, you want this? It works. It does it. For sure. And you get to you get to harvest your own product. It's so nice. My baby. The feeling is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Spend all your time with them. Yes, yes. I grew you. Finished finished product. So thank you for sharing your final relics of it. Yeah, man, for sure. I wish I had more of the flavor saver. Some of this alien rift here. So what story you been dying to tell, JP? Oh, shoot, man. I, you know, I just, I came up growing uh, out of a basement. You know, it was, it was really a, uh, it wasn't very controlled. I was fighting a lot of humidity and I was fighting a lot of things environmentally, you know. Did you know to fight him then? What's that? You knew you were fighting him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It was just like, uh, like you know, I had a, a constant water leak and I would always have to go and vacuum this water up, oh, you know, and it was just, it, extra water. humidity added little shit like that, you know. 
Um, and it was just stuff that I didn't really have much control of. It wasn't really my place. And, uh, you know, it, but it was, uh, you know, I, I started going from the bottom there. You know, I was out literally in the basement. You know, I started from, from the basement. You know, I started, I used Fox Farms where I started going with them. My shit was really airy and it was, it was really like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. You know, I started with shit. And I thought it was good, you know, the first stuff I'm ever profit. your first time or if you're a beginner doing dabs there's nothing wrong with that 
but here's a little advice. One first thing, rule number one, do not touch the bowl. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Do not touch the ball. <laughs> and if you're around a beginner, tell them. Yes. Don't touch the ball. Yes, that is. Yes, before you start busting out dabs, that's the best advice you can tell anybody is don't touch the ball. Because for some reason, they get this instinct that they're hitting a bong and they instantly try to pull the ball, and that thing is blistering hot. So seconds. Hold on. Second, second. Some people, you know, are like zombies, and they 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 like hit it. You know, instantly. You low temp is the way to go. Yep. High temp is high combustion rate, and that's that's harsher on your lungs. You, that's why we let it cool down when we, we get it up to high temp. Then you let it cool down, yep. and then then you get a way smoother hit and more more a lot more flavor. So if you have a fourteen millimeter bowl. What you can do is heat your nail up until it's red hot and then take your torch off of it and start a timer for 60 seconds. That's going to be the rule of thumb right there, pretty much. Uh, most most bowls are about 60 seconds. Some are faster, 45. And that's how you really get most of the turp flavor, full flavor. It's like chewing five gum. Almost <laughs> <laughs> about that flavor, bro. Almost <coughs> about the flavor. Mm, it, it's so uh, filling, filling the palate. Oh yeah. It's all on top. No, uh, no bitterness to it. Oh, it's nice. got a sweet cleanness. That's like good uh, purge. Birch. Purge. 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 Yeah. yeah. Purge. The process when yeah. you extract. It's it's all after you extract. You got to taste. You gotta pull out the rest of the residual butane, and that, that's part of the purge process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you vacuum purge. That, that's the, the most typical way to go. That's the best way to go. Vacuum, you vacuum out all the residuals. Yeah, flavorful. Yeah, what we got going on up here? The next step that we're gonna be stepping up to <laughs> oh, yeah. is a short path Terp distillation, terp, terpene extraction. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, basically, it's got you got. The, Double beaker. You uh, put your material in the in the uh, beaker, and then you boil it. <laughs> you boil the water up there, and as it steams up, it runs through the tube, comes down, and you hook up these hoses I got up there. Like you just can't see them right now. Yeah, and you uh, you run it through a pump, and then usually what I do is I will do a sink full of ice water to make it cold. And you want to you want to run cold water through that coil right there, and that's when it condenses. It turns the the vapor and or steam into a liquid and then uh, basically it'll come down the end of the uh, nipple into your vial or whatever your container is and you'll see it there'll be a separation portion in there and you can tell what's the water and what's the terps and you just let it run out until there's uh, nothing but terps left. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you, you gotta sacrifice a little bit, yeah, that's or you can, flavor, uh, right? yeah, yeah. I'm not, that's what process I'm at. That you lock in. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that that I could have blasted some live resin today for you to try, man. It's fucking exquisite. And live resin is when you take a plant fresh, like when it's ready to harvest. Like if I one of these, these are almost ready. Snip. These ones up here, it's like you fresh harvest them, you flash freeze them, or you know, let them sit in the freezer for a long time, and then. You, you put it in your extraction tube and you blast that just just as it is, live resin. That's why they call it live resin because you take the plant in its form it's in now, 
Like you can go and pinch these nuts and smell the, the mm -hmm. aroma, the terpenes. Oh, yeah. When you freeze that, that locks it all in, right in the, into place right there. And it locks all that flavor, aroma, every last bit of it. So when you blast all that as it is like that, you get, you can, there's like almost no difference in the flavor. Like mm. my Alien Rift that I had, I could show you a bud of it and it smells so fire. And then like you, you smell the dabs and it's like identical. It's like I'm showing you the scent your nose, the same thing. It's like that alien riff was a good strain to came from town. In fact, I'm about to bust it off. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice one. And that seemed to be one of the, I mean, at least in the legal market, one of the lower, uh, the lower grade. But it's been, I really like it. Yeah, see, this is see, all frozen. This is it. all frozen. It's prepped for, for oh, live nice. resin. But smell that straight alien riff. Mm. Lo I locked in the aromas right when I fresh froze it, so it's all alien riff. But I got some stuff too that's dry smoke of. Oh wow. So that the live resin people is that something new that's happening or is it just no, another way to just, do it? It's just it's just it would be new up here to Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that what good are is good doing that? You know, I I unfortunately I've never actually stepped foot in I stepped foot in green grass station and I stepped foot in good sense. That was about it. Hmm. And it's not that I that I just don't have time. All right. I don't have time. You are a busy man. Yeah, and then I, it becomes crazy. You start. I start to build up expectations on myself, and then, and I just see it as I. <laughs> it's like I owe it, but yeah, yeah, you know, really, I'm like I don't owe anybody, but I feel like I owe it. <laughs> that's a. Um, that's. I kind of feel that way with uh, the show sometimes. Yeah, just like um, dude, I love the show. I've oh, been listening to the past few uh, few episodes. One with Patrick was pretty good. Yeah. I liked all his discussions about the stuff in Washington. Um, uh, have a heart. Man. Shout out to Emily. I have a heart. That's one of my homegirls. She's uh, bud tending down there. If you guys uh, stop by Washington, go to have a heart East or have a heart. Uh, I got some listeners in Washington too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to have a heart and uh, say what's up to Emily. Tell her Scooby said what up. <laughs> she's nice. she's good peoples. Um, she showed me around when I was down there. Um, Tyler, Tyler's down there as well. SeatsHereNow.com. You know they're uh, they're doing their thing down there. Uh, Jay Carpenter, he's in Northern Washington. He's a big cultivator, uh, outdoors, uh, Cali style. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, a lot of people talking outdoors cool, now. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you got the right temperature and stuff for it, oh yeah, that's what I liked about living in Hawaii. The fucking mm. the soil's tropical. You're right on that tro You're right on that fucking equator. So you're like right there in trouble. How long did you live in Hawaii? About nineteen years. <laughs> nineteen years. Yeah, Shit. yeah. My dad was military, so we kept we kept getting restationed there. But uh, yeah, no, my they just. We just couldn't take it anymore. You know, they did what they could as far as disciplining me, but it got it got to the point where my habits. I thought I was a badass, man. I tried to be a badass. I, you know, like an idiot. But I actually got our, my family uh, fucking eighty six from every military installation in Hawaii. Okay, and the situation went. I was uh, sitting at a shop at, and this guy rolled by. Uh, he he works for the landscape people, and they wear their shirts like ninjas. They where they just have their shirt, or their eyes for protect them from the sun. And uh, I was like, my dad's buddy was a Navy SEAL, and he had all his gear in the trunk. So I was like, oh, we got him beat. So I I reach back and I get in the box and I put on the ski mask. 
You know, so I'm like, oh, he's got he's got more of his control than I do. And I, we were staring at each other, and I looked over my shoulder, and then when I looked back forward, the car behind him was a military police mm-hmm. MP. Oh my god! Gear. Oh my god! Yeah, it, you would thought it was World War Three. Uh, they do not play the mil- If you're on military installation, you have no rights. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, "What's the mask for?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I tried to be honest with him. I was like, oh, he's just playing or whatever." And man, anyway, it turns out that. They pulled us out of the car. They searched the car. There was a damn gun in the glove box. I didn't know anything about it. So they basically were trying to accuse us of uh, robbing a federal installation. Because oh, we, we were sitting in the shop at parking lot with the mask and the gun and everything. Yeah. So it, it looked all bad. But it, it really was not like that. Um, I was 17 at the time. And we got held in custody for four days. And my parents didn't even know. They didn't even know where I was at. I got fired from my job for two days, no call, no show. When I got let go, it was like 3 in the morning, and we had to walk home. It was like, fuck you guys, get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we thought we were badasses and stuff. But uh, that was a bad time. Yeah, that was, that, was all start, that was all piling up. Because right there when I got my parents kicked out of the installation for that stuff, they... Uh, they were like, you know, we can't, we can't take it anymore. You're about to be 18. You, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, at first it was hard, but I had a lot of local friends and stuff who uh, looked out for me. My brother Brad, shout out. He, yeah, I told him about the show and shit. He's gonna be listening. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have some Hawaii listeners here soon. Yeah, he, him and his older brother looked out for me, man. They got me a job and everything. And what I really miss about Hawaii was, was growing, growing bud later in the day. And then we would pre-roll a couple joints, go to bed, wake up at 3 in the morning, get our surfboards and our boogie boards and go to the beach. And we would, we would smoke down and we would uh, line our boards with glow sticks and surf in the, in the night, and, which isn't safe. I don't recommend it because that's when the sharks do come closer to shore and they swim around in the fucking uh, little dips and shit right there. But... Uh, you know, we used to go out there and have a good time, man, and we we all worked together. So we would ride boards all the way till about 7 or 8 a.m. Then we would drive into work with sand in our hair at 9, 9 a.m., being all stoned and shit, eating breakfast burritos straight, like Hawaiian-style fucking sandals and shit. I miss that. I miss so that life. Living that long, you you were never a Howley there then, huh? Fuck, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got, a, I got tanned. I tanned, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I now, never... JP, you're going to be yeah. called Howley. Yeah, yeah bro. I, I want to take him down there, man, and introduce him to pretty much what they call the, you know, the Ohana. It's your Hawaiian family and shit down there. It's a lot of love down there. I always, no, I always said I want to raise my son down there because one thing I do know about Hawaii is they, there's not too many gun violence. Right about now, if, if you, when I was growing up down there, if you got into a fight with somebody, even if you were in big-ass groups, it was always going to be a one-on-one because it was always a, a, a like, like, come on, like they want to be the man. So it was all, it was a good place to get raised and shit, you know. But, I, yeah, I did hang out with the wrong motherfuckers, and uh, I, thought I, I thought it was a badass. Time for that. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, not anymore. And then never being cold. So you had plenty of time to be out uh, having fun. I got tricked to come here. Come to Alaska? Yep. Did so you come to Alaska from Hawaii? Hawaii? Yep. I was in Hawaii, and my par- I, fir- I finally started talking to my parents and stuff. And I think what eventually it was, they probably felt bad for me. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, hey, yeah, you know, we're all going to go up to Alaska for a family trip. You, you and your brother are going to go up there first. Me and my little brother, D, shout out. And, uh... 
Fucking, they sent us up here, and we were up here for two years before they finally came up. And then they came up, and then they were up here for a little bit. I guess they, so they eventually did, did move up here, but then they, they took off from here. And we had already established our lives here and stuff, so, I mean, it, 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 in the sense, it was a good thing that they had me come up here, but, uh, you know, I was like, I got, I got tricked to get up, come up here. I didn't get to say goodbye to all my friends. I thought I was just coming up to Alaska to visit. Oh, wow. I was going to go back to Hawaii, you know, and a lot of my friends, you know, back in that day, we weren't, in 2004, when I was graduating high school and stuff, we weren't about social media and taking pictures and putting it on Facebook. I think MySpace or Zanga or some shit might have been the big thing back then, but, <laughs> you know, so I don't have a lot of my contacts and my old friends and stuff and we, now that we all grew up and everything. There's a few people I kept in, in uh, contact with me only because I had their phone number and I found an old cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Still yeah. There. yeah, unfortunately, but, I mean, I'm doing good up here. I like Alaska. You know, I traded my surfboard in for a snowboard. But uh, I, I accept it, and I really like it. I like the, the freeness up here, and the, you know, compared to the lower 48. Because when you go to the lower 48, man, it's a jungle. Yes. It's a jungle down there. And the cities are crazy. Everything happens fast. Uh, it's it's Not crazy. Not Baltimore. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. I never got to get, I never got a chance to go to Baltimore, but I, I, would, like to go down, I would like to go down to that, to that, to that side. It's fast. Yeah. I think living in the East Coast, well, living in the West Coast, being from the East Coast, we just talk fast and we rip on each other so much. And yeah. being here from the West, being in West Coast, I think I get, uh, people think I'm overbearing sometimes and coming coming on too strong, but just how we all are. Over See, there. I, need, I feel like I need to go back home because I was actually born in Groton, Connecticut, mm. far East Coast. So, East Coast is fun. Yeah, but so too I've much. never been there since away. I was five years old. When I, as soon as I hit five years old, we moved like to Colorado, stayed with my Nana Pee because my dad always went on these things called West Packs, and he was gone for like six months at a time, you know. Uh, and this these happen like every three years. So Air it, Force or Navy? Oh, that's right, you said Navy. So yeah, so like uh, I'm uh, I'm 31. But I would have to honestly say I I only know my dad for about 15, 16 years, 17 hmm. years of my life. Because he's been gone that many times. Sure. And, you know, it, he's just, it's just shit they needed, you know. Uh, they back in Hawaii or where are they at now? Uh, no, he, they went down to New Mexico and bought a house where my mom's from. I got a lot, a lot of family down there in New Mexico, which, by the way... Uh, shout out to Alfred, Daniel. They're act, doing their thing on the league, getting into the legal market down there in New Mexico. Nice. Yeah, so I've got family members who are going to be coming up in the legal market and stuff. Um, I, I see a lot of their plans moving forward. They're working on a building right now. So I guess it, it's it's all it's in a good location and everything. Smoke this, smoke that, my blunts are fat. Afro man got weed like that. Everybody in the street smoking on my sack. Having THC, asthma attack by an ounce show by pound. Do you have a possession charge? Have you got a possession charge? Oh, okay. So back in 15, maybe? 2015, <laughs> I was working at Jiffy Lube, and I went with my manager, who I didn't want to drive with in the first place, to YZR or something like that, uh, the RC car place on Cushman. Okay. He was trying to get me into RC cars, so uh, we went there and checked it out. Right, anyway, we were on our way back. To, I was dropping off at home, and I got pulled over. 
The cop pulled me over. He basically said he pulled me over for my tent. Well, basically, I found out that day that my manager was on felony probation. And I, that's, the, that's another day that here in Alaska, I learned that when you have someone in your car on felony probation, the police officer does not need a warrant to search your vehicle, nor does he need your posi- uh, permission. So they searched my vehicle. They basically found a half-pound uh, scale... Oh, the That's whole a bit more possession. Yeah, the whole fucking they found the whole fucking works, man. And they basically took everything. They took my information down and everything. It was the weirdest shit. Didn't didn't they fucking didn't arrest me? Didn't take me to jail. Just took all my information down. Was like we're gonna contact you. Let me drive <laughs> away in my own car and shit. When was this? Uh, like 2014, 2015, maybe so right, after right when it started to get legal. Wow. And then basically, so hard. a whole year later. You know, I would start joking about it with my friends and everything. Oh, man, I just got fucking robbed by the police because they took all my cash. and took all my, all my fucking green everything. And uh, I got a fucking letter in the mail. Uh, I was being fucking taken to court for felony distributing. They were coming at me for felony distributing charges. I was looking at five years and a $50,000 fine and a federal, uh, federal charge. So, shout out to Judge Blankenship, by the way. Uh, Blankenship, I believe, is secretly, if it, if he's not already open out about it, is a, a supporter of cannabis, uh, whether he does it or don't. Because what happened was, that's when I, I... So, in Hawaii, eventually I went to college for criminal justice. I have an associate's degree in criminal justice. Uh, I was going to pick up two paralegal classes, become a lawyer, whatever, you know. My friends were all criminals and shit, so I seemed like it was yeah. a good idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I know a little bit about the law, but anyway, when I come here, I'm actually face-to-face with the judge and everything, and they, we've, we've extended this shit for so long that they're like, uh, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. How about we, we give him three years, uh, mandatory time, uh, $10,000 fine, and we'll suspend two years or something like that. And uh, my my attorney came back and was like, well, how about this? How about we drop it down from a felony to a misdemeanor, uh, a $1,000 <coughs> fine, and 180 days with 180 suspended and a two-year uh, unsupervised probation, misdemeanor probation? Well, blanket shit was like, I'm all for that. Straight up was like I'm all for that, and he looked at he looked at the prosecutor and he looked at them and they were just like, yeah, this has been going on for a while now. <laughs> so, wow. but marijuana's already legal and everything. So, uh, they basically they basically said that that I had two two quarter pounds, I had a half pound, and made it just poof, only become possession of being in confiscation of under twenty eight grams. They dropped me from a felony to a misdemeanor like that in court. Just like that. I shit you not. Um, and the crazy thing about it, which was actually funny. Because they took my paycheck. so they Or, or they took my money. So they, uh, they took a little bit over $2,000 from me. Well, I told my, my public defender, I was like, hey, man, when they, when they you know, busted me, they took my paycheck, too. If he, asked, if he lets me get that back, I could pay that $1,000 fine right now. So he asked the judge. He was like, hey, judge, uh, you mind if he can get his money back? He got busted with the paycheck. As soon as he can get it back, he can pay this fine. We can get this all taken care of. Whatever. The judge was like, yep, yeah, sure. And then uh, I was like, you know, I pushed it a little further. I was like, 
you know, when they also busted me, they took my cell phone, too. Because, uh, fucking, yeah, they, they were using messages and everything trying to get me. They had fucking hard fucking evidence. Oh, they're probably a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, fucking, uh, uh, now, what did they do there? Oh, I asked them for the phone back, and they were like, you mind if we give them the phone back? And the fucking prosecutor drew down his pen on his binder, sat back in his chair, crossed his arms, because the judge was like, all right, we'll give you your phone back. And he was like, we might as well give it back the weed, too. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it, I mean, it was funny. It was a win. It was definitely a yeah. win. And the only reason why somebody who's very important believed me was because at the moment, they just so happened to be driving by while I was pulled over and fucking and, and behind my car with the fucking cops. Other than that, they, that story would have fucking never been believable. Wow. But yeah, dude, I was, uh, I was all the way up until I went to that court on that final day. I was scared of shit. I thought I was looking at fucking five years and a fifty thousand dollar fine. I didn't know what I was more scared of—the five years or being, not being able to pay the fifty thousand dollar fine. <laughs> Both are attacks on freedom. Fuck yeah, man. Future. So, so I slowed my roll. And, you know, and I want—I just want to fucking. Uh, I just want to get legal now. Fucking do it right, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's got to be a good feeling for so many people that have been in the shadows yeah. to now be making real money. Yeah. And they can pay taxes and they can go pay real bills and they don't have to worry about paying in cash. And Yeah, it's got to be a good feeling for a lot of people. Why you listen to the rhythm of the reaper sound? Slang a zip a zip, clock a crazy cream of the American dream, inhaling vapor steam. Smoke on it, smoke on it, smoke and smoke and choke on it. We turn the blunt, blunt turn the roach, and you hit it till that nobody want it. So JP, any possession charges on your? No, you no. skated, huh? Yeah, I'm all good over here. Nice, that's good. Yeah, Always in Alaska? Yeah, born and raised. Uh, I lived in Kentucky for a little while. Easier not getting caught here. There's just yeah. places to go to smoke. Yeah. I mean, on the East Coast, I mean, you just you're hiding be in alleys and or yeah, hiding in cars. Yeah, yeah. Just, I remember those days. Yeah, it's against the. I mean, if you have property, it's not a problem. Even like right here in Alaska, you're allowed to smoke on your property. Yeah. So if you got property, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but if you're renting or you're you're living with someone that doesn't appreciate it. Yeah, once like consumption's gotta gotta come out. How's that going, by the way, though? So um well know? it passed uh, they passed a resolution to raise it down. No, um, next uh, next week is the AMCO meeting. I heard they wanted to uh, make it basically up the reg- uh, regulations or whatever to for the dispensaries to be able to protect their workers or something like that better uh, they, were, they were trying to say something about having like if you guys are dabbing and I'm a worker there would be like a glass shield between us yeah. and I'd be making sure you guys aren't getting too high and behind <laughs> my glass shield and uh, they put that down they were like I think uh, who was it uh, I'm not sure who was it on the board but they were just like that's ridiculous you can't no, no, it's I like a bartender sitting there with people. They, yeah. They're looking right at them when they're seeing if they're hired. Yeah. Or have you ever been to a, a location that has on-site consumption? Just a THC club. 
Yeah, yeah, no, dude, I missed that. <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, I went there a few times. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I went like three times. I don't remember being there. Was one? There was one time there's so many people there. You could have been in there. All I, all I know is when I went there and I pulled out, I pulled out some weed. Uh, a lot of people just flocked together and fucking everyone pulled out weed. Damn, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, Biggest circle I've ever been in. Fuck I mean, yeah. everyone was passing J's and blunts and pipes. And I like how every different every room was a different theme. Yes, it'll be back. Oh uh, yeah. Some in some form. It's got. I, I mean, so. we want it. it it's yeah. the market. Yeah, I'm telling you, if it, if it pays out, they'll do it. Yeah, if there's money, huh? Yeah. I'm really surprised someone hasn't opened one yet. I don't know what the fucking. Uh, Pretty much like something like the hookah lounge, but for cannabis. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, what is the hookah lounge? I, I, I've never I, been. Personally. I heard about it. Okay. I've seen a lot of my friends' videos and stuff. Yeah, that's what I believe it is. It's Vape, just hashish or, like, uh, or, or whatever, whatever it is. Oil or yeah. like that, some chair. I've seen people with like shisha or whatever they call it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why it would be awesome sitting around at a table, just taking turns loading the hookah, passing around the volcano bag or something. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do miss THC Club. That was meeting so many good people. That that's where I met Marcy. Oh man, yeah, shout out to Marcy. Her and her family. Nate. Nate's a good guy. Yeah. Pirate pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a nice little glass stand and uh an actual pirate for pirate pipes in their living room. It's pretty dope. Pirate Pipes, hand-blown Alaskan glass company operating out of Fairbanks, Alaska. Not these cheap imported pieces. Repair, specialty, and the can of survival kit. Break in case of emergency. Yeah, it should be illegal. Probably is. Arg! Pirate Pipes. Pirate Pipes and uh, The Buzz were my first official sponsors of the show. Nice. Yeah, she's she's working for Bloom now, right? Huh? Yeah, she's probably just so busy that. No, I, I has know. Has the buzz still come out or no? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I don't. I don't want to talk too much about that. Just as far as, I, I hope so. I hope she hasn't lost because that was her art. You know, that was the cool thing about what she had going up. Not not the cool thing, but a cool thing. I loved that about um, yeah. Marcy. She had the buzz. Yeah, definitely. That was really good. I hope she does keep that going too. Yeah, I have to ask her about it as well. <laughs> She seemed to be doing like, what is there, six issues, so maybe four a year, maybe one a quarter or something she was trying. But she's probably just working, 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 working. Yeah, see, like uh, with that, the the whole clothing side of AK Scooby Snacks, I would like to actually venture out and talk to some of these legal cultivators that are legally growing and stuff because they, uh, like, unlike unlike uh, other cultivators I guess <laughs> we can't afford to put all our money into it because you never know but uh, like they they got like fucking all the lights and everything so their buds look prime I want to take pictures of their colas with their permission and basically not claim it as my own I, you know give them whatever credit is needed just I want just the clothing line to be known to be influenced by like nice looking dugs or or nice looking colas on the shirt, or or you know maybe I'll fucking pack well, get, a pack of color rolling keys or something. Make like a calendar, and yeah. then make a shirt from every month. Yeah, basically, 
Yeah, you know, people get on that calendar, and then then you already have their image, and then yeah. you just take their image and make uh make some shirts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll you know tag their name on it or something, like you know, ghostwriting across the picture or something. But you know, on your tag, it'll say AK Scooby Snacks. Yeah, it's a way to market brands, and that's how you got it. That is definitely the limited market, the limited cultivator. It's a way for them to stick out. Yeah, yeah. One thing I was I got told was that a lot uh, that musicians, rappers. So the uh, so Ritz told me that a lot of rappers don't get paid for their music they only get paid when they go on tour big time that's when they get big pays when they go on tours yeah, and for when they when they hook up with uh, endorsement deals All right. yeah that's where they get the, that's where the real money's at in the whole in the whole just supporting it yeah game funnel of the, yep, the that's one of the advices I've been told you know another advice I've been told is like you know you don't don't jump over dollars to save pennies Yes. Yeah. Uh, Scared money don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's definitely fun. It's it's a hobby. It's a hobby to uh, it, that becomes a lifestyle actually. Oh yeah, it's a way to make money and it's a fun way to make money. Smoke and smoke and choke on it. We turn the blunt, blood turn the roach, and you hit it till don't nobody want it. Cause smoking weed is what I do best. Yes, yes, princess, I'm from the west. If you don't think Afro man's for real, let me tell you what. But yeah, no, I met JP when he was going through the basement scene. Uh, we both have mutual friends at Seven Leaf. We used to hang What's out. Seven at, Leaf. Uh, Seven Leaf is also some guys that are planning. They're basically starting. Uh, they they uh, so there was a optical illusions. I think it was called <coughs> on Cushman Street. There was some sort of a eyeglass place on Cushman oh. Street that they were going to get that building and turn it into a dispensary. It's a two. The guys that we we know were talking about if either I don't know getting that place or something. But they were they're going by the name Seven Leaf. But and they're still talking about coming around. But I I believe it turned out they didn't get that building. So, uh, when I met JP and I heard about the situation, I was like, yeah, man, you want to you wanna grow some dank in a better environment? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, come on through. And so, he's been doing his thing, man, and it's just, it's really good for him. He, he, can, he can really shine freely like he wants. Because where he was at, he was going through certain situations where things were not... Not, not cool. Yeah, like shit. Like it was coming harvest time, and I see like half of my shit. <laughs> oh, okay. well, yeah. No. Yeah, okay. So if he's gonna say it straight up, I didn't. I didn't want to just throw shit out there, but yeah, yeah somebody, yeah, another cool. person that lived there, somebody was actually yeah. fucking picking off the shit, bro. Clipping whole branches and shit on yeah. him. And then I bring it up. I mean, I don't. I haven't grown it art, but I know that uh, you know every so that single branch hurt. on that thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you come back and you're just like, huh? Especially when yeah, you know you've exactly. never cut it. Yes. <laughs> no. You come back and you see stuff snipped. <laughs> what really got me, what set it off, what set it off, bro. I came back and one was like right here at half. It was like broken right here in the middle, like in the dirt. Out of this like half, spite. Yeah. Oh. No, no, I don't think it was spite. It was just out of stupidity. She, I think oh, she was just she trying to grab something. She, she so actually sick. snagged. And she actually did more than she wanted to. I think, I don't know, man. But oh. regardless... I came shit, back down there, like, seen that shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" And uh, so I hit her up. I was like, "Yo, did, did you go down with my shit?" And she was like, 
you, you seriously fucking think this and that, blah, blah, blah. She tried to, she tried to lie it off. And then she fucking, she was like, who the fuck do you think you are thinking you can come at me talking about it's her fucking house. It's my homeboy's house. And, and it, it, that's Crazy Baby Mom's. And, and, <laughs> it's homeboy's house, bro. It, it was my dude, you know, since I knew since we were kids, you know, he's my neighbor, you know, growing up. I knew him since we were kids. It was his house. He permitted me to stay there. He permitted me to grow there, you know, and then to just come see my shit, picked it with, and she's like, oh, this is ours. This is our stuff. I set this up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. right. I had to get out. Oh, just because she owned the property? Or she no, no, she not at all. It was my buddies. It was my buddies. But in her mind, I mean, she in felt like she... In her mind, yep. That's what she got. Because she owned the room, then she owned plants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't own nothing. It was just the whole possession thing. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I got out. I had to get out. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's what makes me here. Good. Good for you, then. Yeah. It's always good to be better. I want to grab that one right back there and bring it over here to see you. Oh, yeah, man. Grab <laughs> if you could reach that time. motherfucker. Yeah, check this out. So, I call this one Brandon Special. Shout out to Brandon from Anchorage. Uh, That's a thick stalk. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's Gorilla Glue number four. Crossed with the cube. Crossed with frosty. the nine pound hammer. Oh, so frosty. Yeah. Oh, they got the light here. Frosty. Go ahead and give that a pinch and smell. It's so fat, too. So oh. fat. Like, mm. ah. Oily. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, this fucking A. It's hey. gonna be a nice one. It's like, yeah, it's like boom, like the version. Like <laughs> it's nice. Thank you. Still got a couple more weeks. Yep. Still got a couple. I, I, I'm hoping I got a couple of clones for that. I uh, I got a veg tent. I got a bunch of stuff going on right now, from Dark Horse to Swamp Donkey, um, DJ Shorts Blueberry, mm. which is a Cali Cut Blueberry. It should be pretty freaking tasty. Yeah, uh, BA Shaman uh, Seeds for Deeds. I also won an auction. Uh, won like a. Five different strains, some pretty fucking dang strains. Purple Skywalker, like Cat Piss, uh, Black Domina, Cross with, uh, <coughs> uh, Testini or something like that. I was like, holy shit. And then uh, there was a Lemon Haze crossed with a, another type of lemon. But it's definitely going to be fire season. <laughs> He stacked his mail high as hell until he reformed it. His pounds were stacked three stories high. His bong was made of steel. I said, Afro man. What's your favorite strain? Oh, favorite my favorite strain. strain. Nice. I don't know. Try so think, many, right? I know. I think good. um. Just keep, keep it in. I think a, a lot category. of the strains come with the experience <laughs> that you have when you're when yep. you're smoking them, right? Yep. For and sure. I think when I went down to. Uh, Washington, in one of my first legal purchases, I bought a half ounce of Jack Hare. Nice. And sitting out smoking out in our camper, and the feeling of it, just we just got down through Canada, we uh, were chilling in Washington for a while, and that, I haven't had it many times after that, nice, but that felt really good, nice. because the Jack Hare, uh, Super Lemon Haze was really nice, yeah, got that down there, okay. um, I headband. Had a, uh, 
I actually just cut That's on your headband, actually. Yeah, I remember that. I did a show about it. Yeah, I do remember that. I had some headband right when legal market was coming out and people were... I was getting bags where you normally just got in a baggie. But then I was starting to see bags with labels on them and people were writing like how much it had in it and the grams and they were trying to... And there was a headband that I got one time. And that was some <coughs> of the strongest... I went to Dan, actually, and I was like, you've got to try this. And you know when you, you walk in with some herb and everyone's looking around like, yeah, whatever. Like, no, I'm telling you, this is great. And just staring at the ground for a long time, um, looking and thinking cops are showing up and it's completely illegal. It was great. So, But I'm finding I like indica now that I have a choice. For sure. Like I used to think I liked sativa, the idea of just being up and yeah. like the thought of that. I, I find myself wanting to smoke a lot of times at night and wanting to be to go down, mm-hmm. not be racing while I'm yeah. sleeping. So right, right. that Granddaddy Purple was a real nice one. I just um, like uh, Carl Addington, he's a, uh, and he's got some of that. Actually, he. Um, Do you get some lights from Yeti? Yeah, actually, these yeah. are. I was gonna say, yeah, check it out, man. Speaking of that, <laughs> yeah, Carl got some right too. But yeah, these are these are bright as fuck, man. This is this is what we, I got that with those three for the shout out nice. to the Yeti, man. Those are super fucking. Yeah, they're, they're they're super dope, man. They're super dope. We actually just got this six thirty over here. He, he got it. And yeah. This shit is fucking. Look at this. It's crazy, bro. Wow. It's two of those in one fixture. It's fucking ridiculous. And. uh yeah, man. Shout out to the Yeti, bro. He, he, he definitely he hooks it up. Man, I just I, I I met him at THC Fair, talking to him when he was selling his lights. Um, the first the first night he got on Facebook, uh, we friended, and he was like, "Yeah, come on out to the cabin, we'll dab." Yeah, yeah. He's cool. Super social dude. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. go out that night, but just went out last night. Was talking to him. And, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he, he's cool. Uh, yeah, speaking of it, he showed me how to extract. Mm-hmm. I got to do my dabs over here. I <laughs> fire. Is that, did you take your dab yet over there? Is that you? Is that you? Is that, is that what that is? I think he did do dab. You did it? You never did it. You loaded it up and you never did it. No, I did it. I did, did it once. And then I gave you RTD2. Uh, I think that's leftover of RTD2. You want to kill that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. uh... Let's load up this shit. I'd like to flavor, savor some of this. I'm impressed with all the flavors that are coming out of Dad's. Don't, um, I wouldn't expect it, like, when I was first getting into smoking Dad's, getting a chance to smoke them. So, about this whole sauce thing, Mm -hmm. so the first place that I learned sauce from was a gentleman in Anchorage. His Instagram name is Honey Pit. Uh, I don't necessarily know if he'd be okay with me saying his real name, but you know you can follow him on Instagram under Honey Pit, aka Honey Pit. Um, he he first taught me about sauce and basically was like, "Here, try this." I was like, "Oh yeah, what's that? Holy shit, that's packed with flavor." What was that? That's sauce. Oh, okay, okay. Then I started getting more more into it, and I'm finding out more about just and everything like that, and then. Uh, so they're telling me I'm fine. And then now they're coming up with uh, the THCA crystals, and they'll 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 take some crystalline and they'll add like turp juice to it, and 
It's just, it's, it's crazy the science that's behind cannabis. But where it all starts at is quality flour. That's where no matter what you're going to do with the flour, edibles, concentrates, uh, tinctures, whatever, it, use, it all starts with quality flour. I mean, just make any, when you make a pie or cookies or meatloaf yep. or steak, anything. The ingredients is what's going to make the end product. Yep. And Some that, people don't even know, though. Some people don't know. You know? I don't know. I mean, when I'm smoking dabs, I don't know. But you guys are going, this Have is you great. Heard of, uh, bricks? Do you know what bricks is? Measurement. Uh, I think I saw your post, but I didn't yeah, understand yeah, yeah. it. But yeah, it's it's crazy, man. This guy came into the store and told me about it the other day. It's uh, it's basically the measurement of, of soluble, like soluble sugar per per uh, salt solution. You know, it's parts of sugar per 100 million, you know ppm of the, the whatever it is. So you take one of these leaves and you would squeeze the liquid out of it. Put it on this refractometer that they have, and uh, it measures that how much is in it. And you want like like 12 or above. Usually, anything 12 or above uh, is like really resistant to pests and um, all kinds of yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the measurement of bricks, man, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. It's, it's deep. Yeah. Plants, a lot to learn yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Studies are, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally, do it. The research. It's, not, it's just, it's just <laughs> the measure of, of sweetness and anything, not just wheat. You can take uh, like apples, you can take, you know, yep. uh, anything, anything that grows, anything that's green, you know. If you have a high bricks, you most likely have healthier product. Hmm. They say that they say that if you have a higher bricks count, then your plants are less. Due to uh, getting sick and stuff like that, uh, yeah, they say a lot of other a lot of growers will also tell you that if you have bugs, that it's it, your plants not dying because you have bugs. You actually have bugs because your plants dying. Mm, right, it's just coming in there, clean it up. Yeah, take care of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if unless your environment's uncontrolled, then yeah, of course. I I had two summers of growing, and this is the first summer where I had bugs on the plant. And I never did anything about them. I just thought I was lucky, and maybe I was lucky. Are you growing outdoor or what? Yeah, outdoor. Okay, yeah, outdoor is a little bit harder to control. Oh, is that you in a greenhouse or no? Nope. Like just I outdoor, was outdoor, outdoor, just straight up outdoor. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, so, yeah. But that's what I was saying. I, the years before or last summer, previous summer, they nothing. were bugging. Nothing. They bugging. <laughs> so maybe that's what you're saying. It might have been just a good, good healthy plant. Kept things away. There might have been other things it was eating on. So what we got going on here is some cocoa nugs. Yeah, I saw you posted about that. I couldn't. I was like, what the hell are you doing now? <laughs> <It's true. laughs> so these are from Cali. Cocoa uh, nugs. Yep, Cali Sweets comes up with these. They're cocoa nugs. Uh, they are, are basically Rice crispy candies with... Like a crunch bar, but clusters. Yeah. In, in their so this one is and banana OG flavor. And they, from a distance, it they looks look like, like nugs in a jar. They look like yeah. nugs in a jar. I shit you not. That's the fire. That one's banana OG. 
This one right here, it's even got a little purple hue to it. It's funny. <laughs> funny as hell. This one's cookies and cream OG. Here, I'm going to have... Yeah, hell yeah, pass these one over here. Oh, wow. The purples. So Green Thumb and Wasilla is stocking these right now. But I'm trying to let Trey know. Awesome. Y'all need to get these right. in Fairbanks. These are good. That was cookies and cream. Just the novelty to have them sitting around next to a right, right, a jar of nugs. Yeah, people would be like, "What kind of weed is that?" That's not weed, my friend. That's Cushberry. I, I'm, when I was looking, at it, it took me a couple times watching yeah. that video to understand what it be. <laughs> Dude, I had to Google it. When I first saw the video, I had to Google coconut because I was like, "What? Delicious." And then last but not least, OG. Yeah. That Kushberry is so good. That's good. And this one's OG flavor. <laughs> it does. They just, it's amazing how. That one reminds me of like a chocolate from uh, the 90s, like from my childhood. <laughs> really? Really though, that, that flavor of that. Flavor. Back when Coke was real Coke. <laughs> That's why they call it OG. I'm gonna take it. Coca-Cola. Tasty. Oh yeah, bro. Great nugs. And then you sit there and you could, even in front of, not even, I'm trying to say, an, a less experienced smoker. You could just pick those up and eat them in front of them, and they would just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, when I did the video, and I grabbed one out of the jar, and I just threw it in my mouth and started eating it, yeah, I got so many messages. Yeah. I, got, I was thinking it. Yeah, I got so yeah. many messages. People were like, what are you doing? You're just eating your weed, <laughs> This guy has lost his mind. <laughs> you know what's funny? Sometimes I, it's like... This guy's like the the Jim Carrey of pot. Who's that? The guy who? Just, just out there being all funny and shit like that. Oh. That'd be dope. That'd be a cool reputation. This guy's like the Jim Carrey of pot. Jim Carrey's a dope dude. <laughs> have you seen him recently talking? I have not. Lately I heard he's like, he feels like he's on another level. Yeah. <laughs> As an actor, you play characters and then... If you go deep enough into those characters, you realize that your own character is pretty thin to begin with, you know? And then you suddenly have this separation and go, well, who's Jim Carrey? Oh, he doesn't exist, actually. There's, there's just a, a relative manifestation of consciousness appearing, and, uh, and then somebody gave him a bunch of ideas. They gave him a name and a religion and a nationality, and he clustered those together into something that's supposed to be a personality. Yeah. And it doesn't actually exist. There's none of that stuff, if you drill down, is real. Are you, is it fair to say that it pushed you into some kind of existential crisis? Jude State. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of what it you're wasn't saying. It's a crisis, it's an existential, existential experiment, but that's been my life, you know. Yeah. I believe that I, I got famous so that I could let go of fame. You know, and it's still happening, but not with me. I'm not a part of it anymore. Dressing happens, doing hair happens, uh, interviewing happens, and it happens without me. 
without without any idea of a me. It's just what's happening, and it's okay. not personal. So, like the difference between money and my money is a gigantic chasm, you know.、Uh, so that's how it feels. It feels like, you know, things are happening, you know, and they're going to happen whether I attach attach myself as an ego to it or not.、Mm. You know, there's grooves that are cut pretty deep, you know, from my entire life. I still there's still a An energy that wants to be admired and wants to be clever, and there's still、uh, there's still an energy that wants to free people from concern, and uh, and uh, and now it goes further. I want to you know kind of relate what this is to people so that maybe they can also kind of glimpse the abyss <laughs> of. It sounds scary, but it's not. There's gratitude, and there's wonder, and there's excitement, and all of it is happening、uh, and rising out of nowhere and happening for no one. That's wonderful. But how do we market it? I have not. I have not heard. Well, he did that.、Uh, he did a Terrence McKenna movie, and that's all about、um, food of the gods and tripping out. And- Uh, mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Is that、oh, what it's、fuck. about? Okay, yeah. Be- okay. Is、I'll、it just looking at that? No, it's a recent one. It, it might be coming out, or、oh, but apparently I, he just I went out, tripped out before he watched it. I thought that the vitamin and mushrooms, and yeah, I see that, <laughs> and I was like, I told, I, I can, I see it, I see it. Yeah, he just broke on through and didn't decide、yeah. to come back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, well, and he just at, at a peak, and he has such an audience. People are coming up and saying, "What do you think?" All the time, damn. What do I think? But it's real,、uh-huh. man. It's so deep. It's so real. Like how he, you know, it's profound how moving he is. You know, and you know, like、uh, so he became he became one with himself on some shrooms.、Yeah. Is what happened. He, just, he found enlightenment. Doing his method acting, trying to be Terrence McKenna. Oh fuck, dude! I bet I bet that'd be crazy, man. A lot of those actors probably get. Intense with the roles, like Heath Ledger. I believe that you know that he he OD'd because、uh-huh. he was trying to become the Joker, that serious with that role, and he played that role. I don't think anyone else can really be a better、yeah, Joker、yeah. other than the original Joker. But、uh, you know that that role is crazy. I've seen some pretty cool fan fiction like、uh, videos about the different types of Jokers, yeah, and how they were just completely different people, different yeah. villains. Yeah, pretty cool. You know the nineteen, the earlier Joker was it seventies or something?、Uh-huh. When it、Just、first came out, humorous one. How? Everybody laughed. <laughs> yeah, Heath Ledger. That was a good bunch of movies. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. Night's Tale. Night's Tale is one of my favorite ones from him. Fuck. Out, you know, so I went to go use the bathroom, 
and then his older brothers are out there smoking in the living room and stuff. And then they just see me walking across the living room and they're like, hey, come here, kid. <laughs> Bro. And I went in there and, they, yeah, they had me hit the bong and clear that shit. They recorded it. And then they, were, they showed me the, the video and they were like, if you ever tell your mom or tell anybody, we're, we're going to show this to, to your parents. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I won't tell them. I won't tell them. You know, of course, I'm only 12 years old. So it's right. Funny. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, that was fucking, that was nuts. It all started there. But it, not, it didn't all start there, really. It actually all started when I was way young, because my older brother wasn't really the best influence. And uh, yeah, he, he would like, he would smoke in like hot box rooms with like me and my brother and my little brother, and, like make us box each other and shit. No, no. And, yeah, man, like it all started when I was young. I kind of grew up around it. But it seems like in a negative way. Well, not really necessarily in a negative way. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. It's been a positive thing because there's well, a lot. Well, start. Well, not really because okay. there was a lot more. There was worse than that. That wasn't the worst that was going on. Right. It was. It was bad. I saw. I saw a lot of things that kids shouldn't see, and yeah, and yeah, man. It, it, yeah, it, it was worse than that. They could. It was worse. Than So you smoke when you're 12. That smoke. was the first time you hit you hit the ball. That was the first time when did I hit you, it. Uh, how, when, how long did it take after that until you um, smoked again? Shit, man. After that, it was it was almost like I hit up my other buddy that I knew that regularly smoked. He was like seventh grade, you know. And I was like, dude, hey, man, let's let's do that stuff you always do. You know, let's let's do that. <laughs> you know, it was just like that. I'm finally bro. ready. I yeah. broke on. It was just like that, man. And we, you know, we started smoking out of his mom's stash and. Yeah, we're young little hooligans, man, you know? Shit, but it was, it was always relevant uh, in my life. And, you know, I never put anything really, like, like off, like, like school and shit. I was always really, like, going for education, you know? And I was I would always do my schoolwork first, and then I'd go get high and smoke with my friends, you know? No, right. Yeah, so I never, I never really bullshitted at the same time. I was always about my education, uh, but I was always about that. Uh, Mary Jane too. Yeah, pot was around a lot up here, huh? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it was always a positive thing because I had a lot of family members uh, that I lost to alcohol, alcoholism, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's just been a really positive outlet for the most part in my whole life. Uh, you know, it's it's really good to you know watch something grow. cannabis business so hard because Nate from Green Green Life came to me and was like, hey man, you wanna you wanna come over? And I was like, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it and he was gonna match what I was currently getting paid. But the thing that having a kid that I really needed that, that had that separation was that where I'm at now I have full benefits and my son has benefits and and, you know they just couldn't they can't offer that just yet but he's working on something or something like that for his employees which is really really good but that's the only reason why I haven't jumped over 100% hardcore Mark looks tired 
I'm telling you, it's a tiring thing because it's constant work until you find a system or something that works. Yeah, but you know, once you get a system set up that you can grow, that you don't really even have to do all the hard work. You just gotta shuffle through your plants, pick out the bad leaves. You know, anything that you see that's gonna be a future problem. That's really what what uh, it comes down to is, is spotting future problems. And get the routines down. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know if there if the system, <laughs> a lot of places first start off having to water all their plants individually with the hose they drag around their facility or something. And then a lot of them will upgrade to auto watering. Oh, yeah, as you go, you up your system, you up your system. Then when you're like, all right, this spot is spot on. Boom, let's expand. <laughs> you know? And then you just got to decide what, what you And then some people never, never get it. They sit there with the same operation, doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. dealing with that bucket of water that you're talking about, yeah. a leak, over and over again, and not fixing the leak or whatever. Yeah. Um, some people improve and some people don't. Some people are satisfied, some people are not. Always improving. Uh, upside down. What's your favorite way no. to smoke? Oh, my favorite. I, I just got asked that the other day. What is your favorite way to smoke? Like, any I think it would have to be bomb. Yeah. I just don't have it out enough all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I I use pipe all the time. I personally prefer a keef bowl. That's my favorite. Keef bowl? Yeah. Like put it. Get a bowl of weed and yeah. put keef on top of it. Like. You oh, you're talking even style. Of yeah, it. like the style. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. You're not talking about utensil. It, it, even even detail. Like anyway, you know, if you can. Okay. The number one way you like to smoke in style and all. Yeah. Shit. I really, I think I really enjoy an outdoor joint. When you're outdoors somewhere and you're with a bunch of people and you're passing around joint, and like hiking or at the beach, yeah, or, just the sun, the whole vibe. Yes, thing. outdoors with a joint, but um, okay. sitting in my backyard with a pipe. For sure, these are these are true answers. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, that's the only one. The, the, the key Yeah, just get, get the key straight pure crystals and then have it almost look like sand. And, yeah, just space land. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, it'd have to be dabs. Dabs, they almost like, they're almost overwhelming sometimes because there's so such a high concentration. You, it really fucks up your tolerance. You get so fucking used to such a high level of THC. And then you go to smoke a bowl and it's like, doesn't... Because it's not the same, you know, because you're so used to dabbing. It's all water. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I kind of laid back a little bit from dabbing as much and then dabbing so hard. Yeah, man. Do you think you end up smoking more uh, total THC out of dabs, like, if you were, instead of buying flour? Uh, oh, all together, yeah, absolutely. For sure, for sure. So all these people that are smoking it's dabs like, all it's time, like, uh, really it's like It's like me selling you, like, a... It's like me selling you a bottle of Windex or something you can like a little a little little spray bottle of one time use of Windex, you know? It's, it's like comparison like that, you know. Like, yeah. I'm high, I kinda of forgot what I was going with that. I was, follow, <laughs> I was totally had something sweet to follow up with. Well your favorite way is smoke. Oh crash derail, train. Favorite way to smoke. 
He yeah. said, what next? Like, what next? Yeah, I, I was going somewhere good with that guy, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I dropped that. <laughs> well, that you go through more THC with dabs than you do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, Windex. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck. But uh, it's like... Uh, Windex in there. It's like, well, it's concentrate, you know. It's like, it's like me selling you this concentrate here that my nutrients or me mixing up a little bit in for selling you one-time use of it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a high, high, high volume, way higher volume. Like, if you could actually do the breakdown of THC, I think it's a way higher volume than, than wax and any concentrates that you make. And you end up smoking more. Yeah. Because it just hits you so You just have so much more in that one. Well, you, you smoke less, I think, because, you know, like, like they say, that will do. That's why you got, that's how you got started. You know, they everyone started calling it dabs because you all you need is just a dab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all so what, a, a gram of dab is about an eighth? Oh, no, oh, not at all. Shit. One gram yeah. is, only is one gram of dab in a... An eighth is, uh, oh, you mean like the breakdown? Yeah. Like, like the equal, like how return wise and stuff. Yeah, shoot. Uh, picture this. I put uh, I put about two ounces in a, in a, a chamber that I blast and extracted, and I get about, you know, like four to six, six max grams. You know, that that's uh, 5.5 is the best I have so far. But, uh, six grams out of two ounces? Yeah. Two ounces, but not bud, not bud. I'm okay. talking like, yeah, like it was sugar leaves and little little buds. There was buds in it, but it was mostly sugar leaf and you know little large buds. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, when, when I, I run I ran straight nugs before, and I'm about to do a straight nug run right here in a couple days too for my buddy, um, it's Professor Chaos. It should be good shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, nug runs produce they're supposed to produce way better quality. Um, so far, like I, I did that live blast, live resin blast. I told you that was that was super good. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's fucking, it gets fun. I mean, it's lots of fun. Shit, I'll talk. Some of the strains I got going, I got some uh, some critical Kush, and I got some blue mystic is really good. It's blueberry crossed with northern lights. Ooh, and that was super fun. One of my favorites. I've been reading a lot about northern lights recently for uh, anxiety. Yeah, really. Yeah, he said Northern Lights. Uh, they gave five strains, and Northern Lights is the only one I knew. And, and um, well, yeah. yeah, I also got sour banana sherbet over there. That's that's fire. Oh uh, yeah, that that is uh, that was. I've had some of that. Yeah. You seem to have a lot of the same ones that are that yeah, uh, retail guy. Yeah, I got a, I, I know a couple. I know a couple guys. But uh, yeah. That is one thing I've learned from the summer. I will never grow something that I don't know what it is again. Yeah. Like, I just had junk seeds that yep. I've had for my whole life. And I'm, I don't, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a good grower, so I didn't want to waste my good seeds. Uh, but I got, I just have bad genetics then. Yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. knowing that's what I have. That's what it's all about, genetics. That's where it all starts. I Smoke a choke on it. Weed turn the blunt, blunt turn the roach, and you hit it till don't nobody want it. Smoke on it, smoke on it. Smoke a smoke a choke on it. Weed turn the blunt, blunt turn the roach, and you hit it till don't nobody want it. Smoke on it, smoke on it. Smoke a smoke a choke on it. Weed turn the blunt, blunt turn the roach. Yeah, because so my, my parents that's hit the, it for me when I was when I was younger, and it became a. So they were smokers. Yeah, my my mom told me eventually. 
that when I was 15 years old was the last time she smoked because she caught me smoking when I was younger, of course, and would take my shit. Well, one time her and my Aunt Thelma and the whole adults were getting all tipsy and they were going to go out to the bar and everything and they decided to smoke a bowl. And it was the funniest reaction I've ever heard from my mom describing cannabis because she said, she was like, we were hitting that shit and all of a sudden we started playing, coughing so hard. And I don't know what that shit was, but, you know, it wasn't weed or some shit like that. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, here comes the the whole, uh, it was, it was, must have been late or something, <coughs> blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, fuck, that's funny shit. So she stopped because you were getting to the age and you were getting in trouble for it. Yeah, she first, she stopped smoking cannabis all in general when I was two. So about the same time, same age my son is. So I guess she smoked cannabis the whole time when I was little, all the way to. But it, when I think back, I can't remember anything fucking younger than being like five. Oh man! And, you know, in elementary school, I remember elementary school. And I can't, I can't remember, I mean, I, other than it was like, if it was little traumatic things, like, when I was 18 months old, I got a newspaper, I don't have a person that had a newspaper article, my, my grandma, my not a peewee, has a newspaper article, as well as the onesie that the, that the paramedics cut off of me, because I fell off of an eight, uh, fucking three-story building into a damn gravel pit in uh, New London, Connecticut, because I was leaning on the screen window, and the, the screen popped out of the apartment window, and I fell the neighbor below us thought we were throwing garbage out the window until he heard my mom and them screams. Oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, dude, they took me to the hospital. I, I left the hospital that night. Pea gravel, I hope. Just No, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It says it was a gravel pit, so I don't know exactly how it went. But uh, in the article, it, it's got a headline that says, Angels Catch Baby. Oh. Yeah, dude, I went to the hospital. I, nothing was wrong with me. Uh, it was like it was like I didn't even hit the ground. There was no broken bones. There was no bleeding. There was no crazy bruises. It, yeah. Things left to do. Yeah, it was just like uh, they were, and then you know they were always like, yeah, babies are always more durable or you know more tolerable or something like that. But, uh, you know, to a certain extent, you know, throw a fucking baby out of <laughs> three story window and fucking bounce them off the ground and be like, holy. fuck. <laughs> so that happened to me and I don't remember that I don't remember none of that oh no <laughs> but it's tied I, to language yeah I see the article as soon as you have a word that you can put the memory to yeah then you start remembering I, I'll tell you what I do have have memories of and I don't know how or why I have these memories because I've never been there and it, it, it past life stuff it, that's what I'm thinking it's like past life stuff, and, it, it, and it's, at one point it's funny because when it never happens to you, you're like, oh, yeah, you don't understand the experience and stuff, but I have this full fucking blooded fucking picture of me running like in Scotland on a big rock wall that's possibly a wall guarding an old castle that is, it's got a big field in it, and I, see, I, and I, I have dreams of it, I've had dreams of it growing up. Same dream, everything. We're kicking a soccer ball around in a big ass castle, like just grassy area, and then like it will flash, and then we're like up on the wall, running like if it's like a damn rock bridge out to the ocean or something. But it actually just goes around, and it's just like out in the middle of nowhere. And there's just green everywhere, and that's why I think it's Scotland or, or some maybe Iceland, or you know, they say there's actually green in Iceland and, and ice in Greenland. You know, so I think it's Iceland. It's somewhere over there. It's fucking crazy. But I have a feeling if I go over there... Yeah, you gotta see, go. If I see this spot, I'm gonna be like, holy shit. 
I've been here. And you know what's funny? My, my Aunt Trudy chased back my family's last name, the Simon, and she's got this whole book that comes with our family's crest from way back in the old centuries and stuff. And uh, I guess at one point in time, we, we sat not at the actual King Arthur's Knights table or anything, but we had knights in the family and stuff from way back in the day. You should do that. 23 and me. In the uh, sampling. Is that what that is? Yeah, I, I did it. It's awesome. How, how much is it? Uh, right now, they're doing a two-for-one special. Is that it's better than Ancestry.com? Because I just see those Don't things know. kind of being like as a, a little... Yeah, where do you no, do it's it? not a scam. draw blood? I'll find what? out the exact... No, you spit into a tube. Okay. Yeah, um, and the cool thing is you, you get this report back and everyone who else has ever done it that's connected to you, I mean, they genotype. So everything. they have to do it to, in order um, to be connected to you? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, growing up and stuff, like, I don't know if, if my mom and I were the same way, but when I say, what are we? My mom says, Mexican, and my dad just says Caucasian. Well, what what kind of Caucasian? Like, yeah. Irish, Irish Caucasian? German Caucasian? Yeah, if you're interested, it'll tell you. You know? Whatever! <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. I definitely want to give that a try. Like, oh my god! Think tight like with Russian. cheeses you're going to be uh, have propensity for. Yeah, like oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. They'd be like, yeah, you're going to be sick, buddy. It tells you what, what you're, what, uh, uh, like, so it does who you're related to. But they have to do it, huh? Like, it has to be someone that already did it. It's not going to say, oh, you're related to 19-something Charlie no. Chaplin. Or something. But so many people have done it, and they, they're connected at their Ancestry.com. They've done all those. How long has this been going on for? Like, well, they, probably 10 years. Well, okay, so it could somewhat be like, oh, you're related to this guy from 2007. Yeah. Okay, and they're always posting. Like, if, like say, uh, say you and I are related. We don't know yet. And you go, you do this uh, 23 and me. And you put your, uh, you do your sample in. I'll get a notification saying that someone just took a test that matches me. Oh. And you have to decide whether you're going to make it public to whether you want to connect with me. So it's interesting. Like there's people out there that have matches with me that uh, that haven't made their shit public, and they're like a fifth cousin. Yeah, I, I would like to get my son done too. Yeah. Because his his mom don't tell me shit. Yeah, and it, it, it tells interesting things about that too. She's, tell she's what shit hated. came from you, and then you know what didn't come from you. Yeah. Yeah. she's uh, at the basket, I think. Definitely do it. It's it's a fun it's, yeah. it's a fun one thing. They they mail you the tube or whatever. Or? Yep. Okay. Well, you just spit it in the mail back. Yep. That's it. <laughs> you, you like close it up and there might be some kind of you know you seal it like it gets uh, you're like be very careful don't get anything in this tube how big's the tube <laughs> it was real small so oh, like you get okay. seeds in I'm thinking like a joint tube you know like a blunt no I don't, I don't remember being like that just keep spinning it fill it, it up just, <laughs> <laughs> I know I sit there for a while <laughs> you're gonna turn this thing and they're gonna get it and be like ew <laughs> clone you <laughs> Imagine someone identical to you out there, like it looks, but just a just a little bit off. That'd be crazy. Dude, my bro- my, <laughs> my brother, my cousin, is so showed me some dark shit on the web <laughs> that that it is going on out there that they don't talk about in the light, like like uh, government cloning. 
with uh, animals and stuff like that, or cross genetics with animals that are getting these fucked up ass breeds. Like there, he showed me this cow that was genetically engineered with the pig. And the pig was, like, the size of a cow, but it had, like, a deformed face and everything. And it, the video he showed me was, like, them running it through a slaughterhouse or something. And it, they were putting it out of its misery because it wasn't, like, coming out how they wanted it. And Trying to make, like, a giant pig. Yeah, and that's, like, what, that's the kind of meat. shit that they're... I bet, and we were talking about it. He was like, yeah, I bet you Pete is pissed off at this one. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if, if we're seeing animals, you know they're doing humans. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Some they've already done somehow. it. All the, the fame Disney's been probably cloned. <laughs> it's set it up for, figured it out. I think he froze his head or something, didn't he? Oh. Cryogenic? The heart attack gun. Oh, yeah, fuck that. You ever heard about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got um, Bryce, uh, Breitbart on that shit. Oh, man. Oh, and I heard about this, and they were, like, saying that this is, like, the 1960, 1970, they were coming out with this gun. It, and I started looking it up, and they were like, yeah, it, it shoots a sliver of ice with poison with, from a toxic fish in it into your heart, and then the ice you melts. That told me about this? Yeah. That's the heart attack gun? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was that. I thought it was like a, like a right, like it stopped your heart. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, there's this actual gun that the government fucking made, and they got pictures and shit of it, of a... Uh, it, it's a gun that shoots a little uh, ice fragment. Was it four four millimeter, four or eight millimeter wide sliver of ice into your heart, and when it enters your skin, it literally just leaves like a little pinhole, and then the uh, the ice is actually melt uh, frozen uh, poison from some sort of fish, and once it pierces your heart, it melts, and then it, it gives you the reaction of having a heart attack, and it's uh. it's fatal. And it's untraceable. <laughs> yeah, and then we're all the robotics that's going on. Oh, robot right. bodies. We're gonna be walking around Blade Runner style. Don't uh, give me, yeah, I robot. Sure, we're gonna be fighting robot. We're gonna be fighting <laughs> dish disposers. <laughs> Your sex robot. The, Maximum Overdrive. Hall. You ever seen that movie back in the day? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. My dad turned me on to that movie. All right, JP, John, thanks yes, for joining yes. me on. Another far Toker session. We meandered a lot. I will pull it together. Definitely, it was definitely an adventure. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far Toker. You can listen to more episodes on SoundCloud and farnortokers.com. Like me on Facebook. Search Mid Toker. Here's Token. Save it.